AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrantz, palbociclib. Ibrantz 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrantz and visit Ibrantz.com. Ibrantz may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrantz may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrantz, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Yo, 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 welcome to another episode of It's Up There, The Experience, formerly It's Up There podcast. I go by the name of Big Loon. I want to welcome everybody to a safe space for thinkers. It's Up There, The Experience travels through the culture in a way that we rarely see a show be able to do. I want to say thank you to everyone. If you're listening to the audio side of this, I want to send a shout out to Revolt. And I also want to tell you, if you want to see the video, head to patreon.com. Slash this up there podcast and tap in with me if you call yourself supporting me. This is a creative space. And what happens is we need support from the people that call themselves supporting us because we don't really understand what support looks like. I need people who I'm speaking to to understand you looking and speaking with who built it, not who bought it. So you're talking to the guy that put the legs on the table, not the guy that sat down at the table. Fortunate for you, I was able to set the table up as well as sit down and cook and prepare the meal. So I'm kind of instrumental in everything that's going on on this side. But what I won't allow them to do is to marginalize and categorize what I do as a podcast. And so people know that I look at the market and I'm inspired by the actions of things and not necessarily by the conversations just being had and so as I take and extract the business from what I see you know I take this from over there I take that from over there in regards to business and I just think it's up there the experience is a good name for the show Joe Rogan being the number one show you know we chasing that you know we chasing that spot got a long way to go but we you know we 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 in the fight and we understand what we up against ain't nothing Small thing to a giant. Number one, I know they underestimating us. 
No matter how many words I put together, how smooth they come out, how I never stutter, none of that don't matter to them. They still doubt it. They don't respect their eyes no more. They only respect what's being wrote on the paper, the numbers, the interpretation of some data. I keep telling you, man, the more that I dig and dig, I start to understand, oh, they can, it's, you can take the same data and interpret that motherfucker different ways. I'm learning that by scientists. Right, because before a scientist can really present something, it has to go through critical peer review. You understand? And so what I'm saying is that a lot of times people will take that same data and have a totally different argument. So then it start to be like, oh, who can in, who can talk about it the best? Or who can articulate it in the best way? Even when you look at Fox and CNN, sometimes they're talking about the same situation from a different perspective, especially when they was riding with Trump. It'll be like, on this side, Trump is being looked at for this. And then on this side, we think Trump is being misrepresented and mistreated by the federal government. And sometimes as I speak to my audience, I sit back and I say, Lone, you leading the charge, right? So you better make sure you're paying attention. The people you talk to, they talking to some people that can't be spoke with by most of these people, right? So you're dealing with a specific set of people on that side, although your audience is broad, but... You, you raking in some people that ain't nobody else able to communicate to, and there's something that's happening there. And that's a weird thing that they going to underestimate, but I understand the power of. When I saw Tyler Perry and he spoke about working the chilling circuit, what they consider the chilling circuit. See, I saw Boosie get rich from the chilling circuit. I know hustle. I know what you, you dig, so I understand a little bit plus a little bit is a lot. But what that allows you to do is you bag a creator in the corner and he figure a way out. Now he empowers himself. Now that makes him triple powerful. You don't understand that they were vulnerable and needing a push at a certain time. Had you took advantage of that, you would be up with them because they going up. Some things are undeniable if you understand them in their rawest form and you respect the future. I heard Carlos Miller say something. Shout out to Carlos. Shout out to the whole 85 South Chad, all y'all. But he was speaking about how some of these old comedians want to attack the way that some of these new guys are getting paid for disrupting the industry. And I was going to talk about this later, but we'll kind of get into this right now. And Carlos was saying like, yo, man, whatever them folk like you for, man, when you show up to the comedy club or wherever they booking you at, man, you need to do that right there what they like you for. But see, he dealing with information because oftentimes what happens is either the people ahead of you or the people that's falling under you are try to trick you out of not being you because evidently you moving up. So they'll tell you, boy, you know where you're going. That ain't where, hey, hey, that ain't going to work. You keep doing that, boy. You're going that way. I don't think they're going to book you with that, man. They ain't really doing that. They're going to try to throw you off you. But you got to know, man, this shit working. Just like Tyler Perry, I dress up as Medea. They calling me all kind of shit out there. But boy, I'm making 40, 60, 70, 80 million every time it drops. So what that's telling me is working. Just shut up about what they saying. Emotions are fickle. They change. Let them say whatever they want to say and let's deal with the information. We winning. Because they were speaking about how Faison Love and, and, and again, some of these other comedians would speak to being in some of these classic movies like Friday. And I understand what they saying, but they sound like mama now. 
You know, don't you get your, don't you put your money in no big coin. You better get you a job, find you a nice lunchbox, or get you a nice hard hat and put you 40 years in, son. That's the safest route. That's all I done seen happen. Sound like mama them. You got to tell mama them, now. Nah, look, they got the internet. I can drop shit. Man, they got it where I can create some shit, hit it over here, and then they'll send it. I'm making 18% of it, and I ain't even involved in it. Then they got affiliated marketing. Man, I got 18 million people over all these platforms that done interacted with me over the last nine months. What I can do with that ain't nothing, right? So they, they don't even, you talking over their head until they see the money. But he sound like someone that's disconnected from the current industry. And that will speak to your ability to be booked. Because if you're being booked on some of these high-level shows or some of these high-price movie sets, you're running into these internet guys. These guys you would call internet guys, what they paying you, they probably paying him more, and he on the same set if you're being booked. But if you're just doing your same Look, fan base and you ain't getting outside of that You probably don't know how effective that, that crossover is Now they done added that crossover to the game You probably don't know how effective that motherfucker When think you going that way and you huh on this motherfucker Yeah, you ain't never done that So you you just want to dribble like it's here High percentage shot ass You know, we'll throw a oop over here home, boy In regards to hustling yeah, over here where I'm at, we'll throw, ooh, behind the back, we'll do, yeah, we'll do some unconventional shit to get the score over here. We won't sell our soul or compromise our integrity, but our approach will be unconventional in regards to the market because we, we come with a different set of skills. The skills that they have in the market, and that's when I say when people talk about some of these guys being booked off the internet, they don't understand, number one, they got to be doing something because they, they cutting into your money. If they in the town the same night you in the town, you got a conversation that probably need to be had. They might need to give a few more tickets away for free, if we being honest. And that don't speak to your legendary status. That speaks to your current value in the market, and that's just being honest, right? So if you don't understand that they done added the crossover, that they done added the play action, Say, they got a little play, now they call it the play action, where they act like they hand it off. You look up, and the wide receiver running, y'all. Yeah. If you didn't know that, that's on you. And if you're not tapped into that, you're leaving a bunch of yards on the field. So even like Carlos was speaking on, like, while he talking, he got fans waiting on him to do something on the net or do some kind of Evolving in regards to his brain That's the thing about people that's been in the industry A long time A lot of times they're captured In regards to the way that they think A lot of times you run into the people That's in position to change lives And also empower creatives And you're disappointed in their discernment They have no attention to details You know the direction is just off But I think it's hard for a human being To look at what worked for them and say that this ain't working no more. Especially if it's some little flashes in the pan. Where you still might get booked for a good number once a year. And you're still doing 70 shows a year for a good number. And your house still. So sometimes you still think. Now nah, what I'm doing is still working. And them young buying mansions. Young buying yachts. And shit. Young 10x and they net worth. 
But I think half of it, man, and I was telling my young homie this the other day, you know, I had a few minutes to be able to talk to him. And I was telling him it's all about mindset. You know, the glass half empty, the glass half full. We all see life through the lens of our experiences. And me, as I try to... At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting Black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Explain my involvement in life to my children, right? As they, as I try to understand, as I try to help them understand, listen, you got to share the world with some people that may not be as well put together as you. You got to share the world with people that may be more put together than you. You got to be comfortable with what you are, though. What will happen is you get caught chasing other people's money. You get caught chasing other people's houses, chasing other people's women, chasing other people's dreams. You get caught in that, and then you go through an identity crisis. You ain't dealing with information. You ain't dealing with wants and needs. You're dealing with trying to keep up with him, do what they doing, make sure he's doing, am I looking like them? Look, the sauce belong in the job, man. You can't find yourself chasing in that way. Once you comfortable with the age old saying that what God has for you is for you, I think you are elevated in a way that's unseen. I look at life, man, and it's hard, right? Your emotions will get involved. You'll start to be like, hey, yo, how they making money, man? They making more money. They ain't talking about nothing. Them folks, hey, you say they pay for that age. You'll be thinking, man, I put, I'm, putting numbers, I'm putting numbers up on the board. How the f- what were you talking about? They say, what about this? Top 10, what? But that's emotions. Other side of that is information. This is an industry, right? You're on the outside. You, you, you just now been inserted in the industry, and then you got to move around in a very effective way. Number one, you got to remember, you don't know nobody. I was sitting next to the lady that was the, the, the Motown people, not knowing this is the lady that's in the documentary. I, I'm, I, I know I'm with the people, but I, I didn't know. Right. So I'm saying you don't know who is who and you've been inserted in here and make sure that you understand the magnitude. When I deal with people who are in those positions, I know when you in one of them positions where you look like an opportunity to outsiders, I know that you are overwhelmed with people just coming up to you about things. Can you help me out, man? Look, I do this. I do that. So I try my best not to bother them people. Even when me, me and P were talking, say it will people interrupting the conversation. But Pete understanding, you know, this is how it, this is how it is. So he talking to the young. Wait, what you say? Now, nah, young, this, uh, 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 you know, giving them whatever game he can give them in that time. You understand? For me, it tra- it says leave people alone. Don't bother folks. As I watch ball players, athletes, rappers, entrepreneurs get money and fumble bags, I always say there's a unique interaction between fame and money. Because if you get one before the other, things can get slippery. I was thinking about this, and then I sat down. Sometimes if you get the money before the fame, the fame will make you spend all the money. 
But then if you flip that coin and you get the fame before the money, the fame won't let you do the things that's necessary to get the money. Right? So famous niggas won't go get that job. They pay the little six figures based on that. They might look a little funny they ain't on TV. This is what y'all don't know. A lot of times when they get them on TV, the fanfare that come along with that, they can negotiate them people down. Them people are so high strong on being seen on TV and a part of some of these networks and things that once they've given you that level of exposure for your 40000 a month, they can now say that's no longer in the budget. We got fifteen, and them people are saying let's do it. Now, if you look at the business of that, can you can you evolve the brand, right? You can probably use the reach of TV and do a lot of things. So, I mean, it's a business conversation to be had, but I'm speaking directly to the people who are living in that space where they are trade the fame. They'll trade the emotional attachment to non-tangible things with the results and the income that can expand the luxury lifestyle of their family. For me, that's like trading peace for war. But on the other side, let's say you come from money. You come from a father, a grandfather, something with money. And they passed it down. You three, four generations. You ain't had to do nothing. You just woke up rich. I hope my children's children just wake up rich. But we got to teach a skill set. See, we come from being poor. So our ability to still morph into understanding what it was like to eat in a way that we may not know when the next meal come and still kick in even though we're dealing with a high level of income. So when we look at the babies, we understand how some of the people ahead of us, some of the white people's children and black people's children. But mostly I've been studying the white people's children, how when they come in the money and this is the third or fourth generation, they negligent with the money. They don't care nothing about the money. So if you get the money before the fame and let's say you rich and run in the fame, guess what happens then sometimes? Now you do anything to get in them circles. Now they start figuring out, oh, he got a bag and he'll pay two hundred thousand to come over here with us, bro. Yeah, send the wire, man. They got they call five hundred racks to be over here. Yeah, it's six hundred thousand to show up at little Kim house over here, man. Them folk need we need extra security. You know they start to hustle off his ability to chase the fame. That's why chasing is never good. I advise people, even me, I got to check myself sometime. I advise people, don't chase nothing. Put the work in and you will be compensated for your commitment. One thing about hard work, it can't go unnoticed if it's quality hard work. If it's quality hard work, it can't go unnoticed, especially in this industry that we in. And so it's all about what you're willing to put in, how far you're willing to go. Me, I don't want the Chrysler that look like the Bentley. I'm coming through. I want the Bentley. You know, when we hustle, when we go for something, we don't play with it. I don't play with it. I get up earlier than the I respect universal law. I'm up with the sun. Sun, the hardest working thing in the world. I got to get up with the sun. And that's just out of respect for universal law. Y'all playing with the hustle. See, me, I understand it's a once-in-lifetime opportunity, and I know my kids may not have what I have in regards to grit and grind and wanting to go get it. They kids may not have it. This may be the last time, right? We may not be. And when I heard, this is where I got that from. I heard Wallow say it might be 100 years for to have another hustler like you and this opportunity like this, and that stuck with me, and I've been thinking about that ever since. Cause I look around, don't nobody understand what I'm doing. 
And it ain't for them to understand, right? I went and done some info, got some information on my own. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes you are the black sheep of the family based on your understanding or your dream. Sometimes your dream too big for people to grasp it. Man, that boy said he want to be a, a, a motherfucking owner of a clothing brand. What the hell is he talking about? Look up, I got Yeezy. He said he want to sell luggage. The boy said he want to do clothing. I don't know what got into him. I told him he need to get him a nice lunchbox, get him a good hard hat, a good pair of boots, and a nice truck, and get on out there and go to work and take that 30 minutes lunch break. They want you to hang on that same they hung on. And 40 years is worth more than 5000 a month when I retire. All right, let's get into the show. Let's deal with Kanye West and Adidas. Last week, I spoke about Kanye dealing with Gap and his interaction with them that I found um, an interesting moment in his career, right? This week, he's winning at Adidas. Now, let me not act like I don't see the other side of the argument that says, yo, this is what Kanye does. It's a marketing thing. I don't know if that's the case, but I do see that information being presented. I do see this as being a habit of Kanye's, but I also know that you do what's working and also it's affecting people in an unintentional way. Even if he playing, people are being inspired. What Kanye West is able to do and explain. And again, I told you how he's able to move into this space that Dame was for him because he worked close enough to Dame to pull that spirit, not only from Dame, probably from other people in his family, but some of that, that courage, some of that ability to get in front of those board members is the spirit of Dame Dash. So Kanye is having a dispute with Adidas, in my opinion, for blatantly copying his style. Now, they say, Loon, why do you think they're copying his style? Number one, it's evident in regards to the design, and he even said his material approaches and things like that, and you have to understand the gravity of that. That's like taking a melody from a beat. That's like taking a melody and a hook. In my opinion, they're doing this because of his deal with Gap. See, I look at it and say, all right, Adidas thought that they gave him a certain amount of money for him to stop at that point. They don't understand they're dealing with a man that got certain dreams. And even if they did understand that, I don't think that they considered Gap stepping in with that level of interest with him being so tied up in Adidas contract mess. Because Gap had to comb through some stuff to even get him, I imagine. Because I know that contract... The thing about these contracts that I find interesting is that it says that we can do everything with your shit and you can't do nothing with our shit. A lot of these contracts literally say that. Like for Kanye, yo, we can copy your shit, make knockoffs, similar styles to it, even attach different celebrities and different markets to it and brand these shoes for real that look similar to your shoe and there's nothing you can do about it. But if you go get another deal or you do something over there, we need to take a look at that. But if you look into this, you see some of this started with Yeezy Day. They took Yeezy Day, according to Kanye, and they did it without his approach or approval. And on top of Yeezy Day, he's having issues with the handling of his Yeezy line with Adidas. And when you talk about the line, you talk about even the color waves. They brought back color waves that he might didn't intend to come back so quick. And that's without his permission. And you, you have to understand the gravity of that because the blueprint that Jordan put down was take them out the market for a while, that increases the value, bring them back. 
And so if they interrupt the plans, you don't know how they tied into something else. They tied into something else that I'm doing with gapping. I'm all quarterbacking all this shit, right? Adidas is a quarterback. Gap is my running back. Donda Sports is my lineman. Yeezy Slides is my fullback. You know, I'm I'm putting all this together, so I'm orchestrating all this, and here y'all come interrupting. That could be a problem for someone that's hands-on with the creative process. See, when you say a celebrity, you can sit back and let, yeah, y'all do what y'all want. Just make sure the check clear. But when you say, nah, 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 I'm tying that in with that. Damn, y'all done stepped on. Listen, don't interrupt me when I'm talking. I'm going somewhere. Don't never disrespect my dialogue. I'm going somewhere. I might start way over here. Just give me a second. I'm taking you somewhere. And sometimes we earning that respect from my audience. And Kanye is thinking that he's earned that respect with his partnerships and his business relationships in a way where it's like, look, go through me about my shit. Let's look at some of the things. We'll look at what Diddy posted about. It. So here's a tweet from Diddy. That says, since the era of Run DMC and he added Adidas has always used hip-hop culture to build his brand and make billions off of our culture. But we are more than this consumers now. We're owners. At Kanye West and Yeezy are the reasons Adidas is relevant to the culture. I want you guys to take a look at this picture. This is clearly some kind of version of a Kanye shoe. Right, that whole style, and this is the thing about a a, a Yeezy or a Kanye shoe, he makes sure he, he he brings it to the market in such a different way. That first is like, yo, what the hell is them ugly mother? Do they got them in red? Them red motherfuckers looking a little, yeah. Them red motherfuckers looking a little, yeah. Ooh, them black hard, right? It go it go from that to that, and. That style is so unique that when you bite off of it, it's, it's like rapping fast. Like, oh, man, he, he trying to do the twist or the bust rhyme thing. You know, we can kind of hear the little baby in some of you niggas when you're rapping. You know what I'm saying? I hear that I hear that money bag. Yo, bouncing that shit you trying to do over. I hear it over. I know what you're trying to do. And so it's obvious when you deal with something that's so original. Even with these. Stella McCarthy's Adidas slides. Look at that. Look at the Yeezy. Both of them together is this. So you see these blatant attacks on a black man's creativity. Whether his approach is feasible for you or not, we can leave that off the table. Clearly, there's an attack on the creative approach of Kanye West. But I noticed after the Gap thing, the Yeezy started to slow down. That he started to come out, yo, they ain't making my sh yo. They done slowed down my manufacturing. I don't know what's going on. Then they making some shit that ain't like my shit. They copying my style, and then they slowed mine down. Oh, uh, yeah, because you got involved with somebody that's involved with some people that we ain't involved with. And we ain't used to black people doing no bidding with three, four big companies like that. We don't slow you down a little bit. Who you think you is? This is the thinking of people that's in positions like that because you're dealing with families at that point. See, Kanye come in there by himself with his team, but he going up against the such and such family that own some of these brands. They got stores in every mall and something like Adidas. Like, that ain't no small battle. But that's his Leo Coin. That's his Steve Style.
how Dame Dash was going there and try to that's that's his fight now. And when you look into it, you say it's blatantly disrespectful because sixty eight percent of the sales come from Yeezy online. So we dealing with more than one out of two people that come to your site is dealing with something that has to do with Yeezy. And you slow that down. So you know that ain't a business move. And we know we're dealing with capitalism in this country, so we understand that it ain't that. Help us understand why you'll slow down something that's half for the reason why people are there. It's like half of the reason you come to this restaurant is for the lemonade and they ain't never got lemonade. Having the reason you come to this chicken shake is because of the hot wings and they ain't never got hot wings. It just it's a, it it don't make business sense. They do whatever they need to do to make sure they stocked up on what the market is calling for. So when you slow that down, tell me what they're speaking to because every move speaks to something. Then you look at it as a business and say, oh, I see what they're doing. They're trying to serve both people. They're trying to have Doritos and tortilla cheddar chips. I see what they're trying to do. So they're saying, Kanye, look what's happening on the resale market. And Kanye saying, no, I don't want the shoes. When I'm dealing with y'all, I'm going global. I need the shoe to be low price point, low price point. At least outwardly, that's what he presents, right? I need low price point on the shoe because what I'm trying to do is go global. And I can't have it that high. And they saying, well, at a business standpoint, man, the resale market is doing so much. So I guess what? We'll start making our own knockoffs. Anything in the contract speak to that? Nope. Don't say nothing about it. Start making some of them. We got his blueprint. We got access to all this stuff because his manufacturing now is through us. So take his take the bottom off that style. Take the shoelace style off that one. Take the top off that style. Put all them together. Them is the Tata 22s. You know what I'm saying? It's a little piece of the Yeezy. Slide a little piece of the Yeezy boots, a little piece of the tennis shoe or the Yeezy and the Yeezy boot on there. You know what I'm saying? And boom. I'm also a firm believer that in any industry, value needs to be negotiated. And I'm so much of a believer that value needs to be negotiated. I think that that's non-negotiable. And I believe that he added so much value to Adidas. That, yeah, he didn't create Adidas, the brand. He didn't create the phone. He created the phone charger, though. He created the ability for someone to do something with that brand that you didn't. And he did it in a way that's undeniable. And now, although it's undeniable, it's so distinguishable. He was smart enough not to make it like a Mike, like a Nike kind of shoe. It's just, it's a Yeezy. And that's what that is. That kind of shoe, that's a Yeezy. And so when you start to see other shoes in that market, you speak to me creating that industry. Nobody would be wearing that style of shoe had I not presented that to the market. And now you want to jump in that market and eat off that market and stand next to me. And for us on the outside, we say that and we see that. But here's the hard part. Now you got to put yourself in a position to quantify and qualify the value you added because now it gets rougher when you get in that boardroom because what they're looking to do in that boardroom is argue against whatever value that you created. When you say, well, we from 18 to 24, they wasn't interested in, then they say, well, no, we usually run a campaign every two years that boosts that, da, 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 da. we ain't ran it because of COVID. Da, da. They'll figure a way to. And so you find yourself like Kanye to what now they give you some billions, say they give you 1.8 or something. 
They give you some stocks and some money, put you up about 1.8. Now you now you fucking with the big boss in the metaverse. Now the, the I keep telling people to catch a big fish, it take big bait. So now the level of games and trickery is at an all-time high for the 1.8 big. And so the level of games that's now being played is hey, the contract that we got you in. You got some good lawyers, but the contract is presented and written up in a way to lock you out of a lot of shit and let us into a lot of shit. So it lets us into your manufacturing, your structure. Who does the shirts? What kind of shirts are you picking? Why is he picking them shirts? Anybody asked him? Make sure we record him when he's talking, too. Anytime he comes up to the headquarters, put cameras on and make sure all mics are on, we need to, right? Ain't no telling what level they going to because they playing a different game now. They they they've been around a hundred years, man. It's information involved with being around that long. But if you pay attention to Kanye, he seemed to have put Adidas on the back. And again, this is why I think that they're kind of frustrated and they're picking at him and agitating him. It's because if you look at Ye, you you know he's like a walking commercial, right? What he wears, people take pictures, boom, boom, boom. That's a colorway of the Yeezys that ain't came out. He used to always wear Yeezys. Now been them big black boots. And Balenciaga and Gap, he ain't been having no Adidas stuff on. They understand the worth of him doing that. They understand that when he pops out with a color wave that ain't out, what that does for them in the consumer market. Don't take light on that. They didn't give him that money just for him to make shoes. They understand a lot goes with that with this guy, right? And also, he is a marketing machine. But if I'm, let's say I'm Adidas, I gave you 1.8 billion, now you rocking this gap. How confident am I though? What do I feel like? I gave you 1.8 billion. You see how 50 felt when G-Unit was rocking all that other shit. Like, yo, this was a quarter million I gave y'all dudes, man. What up? Y'all in business with me. Why y'all ain't rocking? And Adidas sitting back probably saying that because you mess with us and we doing so well, Gap wanted to. And Yay saying that, yo, I did this before you. I did this with Nike. Now, I do see people on Twitter and other platforms calling this out and saying, yo, Kanye is tricking people, man. It's a publicity stunt. He behind the scenes working with these companies. And I'm going to say this in my opinion. If, if Kanye has allowed these companies to trick him into coming out with these kind of things and he's not eating off them, providing the market with his own knockoffs, if he's... Involved in that, I think that's that's speaking volumes. That says something. That speaks volumes. But I want creators, man, to be well. Even me, as I look at it and watch how he navigates, I say, yo, Loon, see that? Every time you think you conquered the problem, there's a new problem. So first I say, yo, they think I can't make clothes. Then I make clothes. Damn, okay, I'm popping with clothes. Why they ain't letting me on no board? Then I get on the board. Now, okay, now I'm finally on the board. We here now. Well, damn, they done slowed my shit down. They ain't making knockouts of my shit. Now I'm working with Gap. Damn, Gap, we ain't never did a fashion show. What was all the dreams and shit I had? And sometimes the creator and his dreams and what he thinks should be happening, sometimes they can lead you in a little area too where you'll be like, yo, why y'all ain't come on, man? Let's go. We got an opportunity here. What we doing? And sometimes they're like, yo, we got, we got to do it in a certain way. And he ready to go for what he go for. You know, I don't know how this turns out. I believe that Kanye is not going to leave Adidas. They're the tank the company. If if Kanye and Adidas splits, I believe it'll tank the company. He is 68% of the online sales in regards to what they bring in. 
Um, I don't believe that they can afford to ruin that relationship. I do believe that they will not stop making some version of a Kanye West shoe on the back end because of the market. I think that they understand how that shoe is rarely available and because it's Adidas, it's the closest thing next to the Yeezy. And although they can just turn around and make that Yeezy available in place of that, they would rather cut him out of making some of what they can make off that other shoe and still do business with him and make money as his shoe makes money. Again, they're doing a double dip. And this is an old-fashioned trick in business. You would just think that when we have so much at stake that this wouldn't be the case. But the disrespect of the creator does not stop. The disrespect of the creator doesn't disappear because you get rich. Even because you've been effective in the market and you may be a megastar, the disrespect of the creator still exists. The disrespect of the creator because of the show business and entertainment business is a byproduct of that, which podcasting, music, and all those things live somewhere in that. It's embedded in the understanding. There's going to be trickery involved. It's going to be games played. And because as I navigate and people say what they want, I believe that I, I believe that you're looking at the biggest play in podcast history. That's what I believe. But with that feeling, I got to always remember, man, that's monuments. There's monuments among your movement that you cannot mismanage. It take very little manipulation from you. But then when you get to the big boss, like somebody like Kanye is dealing with, like get up there where it's like, all right, this information, this is where the real information at. So if they do let me on the board, they can't talk without me. I get to hear what they say and I get to see how they approach it. Again, a lot of this is technique. That's why they calling him in. Yeah, no problem. We'll, we'll produce your stuff, man. You won't have an issue. Just bring, send over your designs. As we've been struggling the last 20 years designing things. Hey, Loon, send over your topics. I hate to see us be took advantage of on any level, especially when we deal with creatively, emotionally, and, I, and some of these other things that keep us in a situation where we got to defend ourselves and defend what we created and not be duped out of whatever contract we entered and don't give y'all access to all of us and we get little access to you. It's like a weird thing that happens. Let me spend a second speaking about this. I think this is interesting and I want to put my audience on the importance of our culture, especially in this time we're in and in this market that we're in. And, you know, as I look at podcasting, again, I'm always someone that understands that I'm competing with the market. I come in by myself. I really don't have no co-host. I got a lot of guests, though. People fuck with me, so I'm starting to put that in motion, right? So my ability to cut through is out. It's been high, but I still have to understand I'm competing with catalog. I'm competing with celebrity, right? So what happens is I go back in the back cave. And I had to watch these guys the same way a football player watch game tape. So I know when they over-exaggerating their deals. I know about what they making. I know when they lying because the information gives me certain routes around the things that they're saying that leads me to the truth. So it's an interesting dynamic coming from nothing. But, you know, I always say what we started with, it wasn't fair. But what we took, it was a blessing. 
But as I look over the landscape of podcasting, it's a, it's like a subdivision for me as I come through. Everybody's building their houses. Some mansions are bigger than others. Some people's foundations now are just getting up. Some people are already in the inside decorating. So we know about how big their home is. Some people, you don't even know how big their home is. They just got a big piece of land in this subdivision. And you got to keep up. You know this how we talk over here. But as I come in the podcast and I say, look how effective our audience is. You got to be very specific to appeal to other audiences in this podcast space. That's why you see crime podcasts are so high and murder and certain things, unsolved mystery type of podcasts are so high because it serves a very specific niche in a very specific way. Podcasting calls for that in the infantile stages of it. And so when I see people who start podcasting they run to us because we have that only audience that as long as you stand next to somebody cool our podcast or your brand or whatever it is that you're trying to sell us i.e board ape gets into the culture in a way where it's acceptable and that rings true in podcasting so i look at full seeing podcasts and of course i've always watched them because i see they moving really fast and getting really really good guests i knew from back in the day, way before Pivot went over there, I knew that Dana White had something to do with it. I knew that Bob dude and Dana was pretty cool, and they had some business going on, and those other guys were the nil. But I kind of knew who they were because I, I was watching the part from the beginning because, again, that just the guest thing was they were getting those kind of guests throughout COVID when it was, like, high risk. So I knew they were paying. That was number one. I knew they were moving through with a budget. And sometimes in this business, when people see you moving through with a budget, they're like, can we get some of that budget? What they got over there? What they doing? What they paying over there? Right? That becomes a conversation. So I kind of I kind of watched them. Now, said that to the side, they built their thing off of, you know, they got a high level of interest from us on there, some of our biggest rappers, which our fans, our some of our rap fans, like a little baby, like a dirt, you know, like a dub baby, those fans overlap. So you start to deal with some of the white college kids and some of the suburban kids and also some of the people who may be on the outskirts of the trap, right? You get to reach some of them people that's kind of smart enough to keep up with three or four white boys doing the park. I kind of like your show. So they bite into that apple and bring some of that along with them. Then they got the college shit going on, right? I'm, I'm explaining to y'all the way that people are garnering and harnessing their audience, Here's the here's the conundrum. They had a breakup where Bob left. Bob is the one that has on Instagram, he kind of has the funny voice when he does a voiceover over like certain sports things and it be outlandish, but it really sounds like a commentator. It's, but it's Instagram stuff. I think he did that too as well prior to him doing whatever he does now. Here's what I noticed though. He leaves Full Sin, which is a hard fall for him because Full Sin is one of the biggest podcasts and gets some of the best guests. They just had Donald Trump, Elon Musk, the board, eight people, you know, people like that because, again, now they can operate and pick and choose which black people that they mess with, which, I, which any people that they mess with for that fact because they're that big now. But I think it's important to acknowledge that when Bob was kicked off full sin, now he's trying to build a podcast. Guess who he go get? You guessed it. Bobby Schmurter. Davies. Antonio Brown. He come get us. Them other interviews ain't going to do nothing. 
till you go get you a Donald Trump, a Elon Musk, a big boy UFC fighter. But see, you can get a like Dave East and get 20,000 new fans. You can get a like Antonio Brown and tap into 50,000 new fans. You understand me? Bobby Schmurter, 25,000 new, right? You can, And I'm saying that leave with you because that's what a lot of this be about, the conversion, right? They understand that everybody looking, some of them people going to go on by their business, but others going to say, yo, that's a cool host or this a cool little show, and they going to stick around. But to build his now new podcast, he come get us. And sometimes I get frustrated because sometimes we can't get us. We can't even make a call and be like, Hey, yo, I need you on the show Monday, da-da-da-da-da. But then they can step right in. Hey, come on through. And then people will be like, I made money with him. That's cool. Make money with us. We all making money in this game. It's money to be made in this game. But you know what? All money ain't good money, so some money we ain't even interested in. And it's a certain part of this interview I want to show y'all, and this is not to paint anyone in bad faith. This is to deal with the information. I need my audience, my people, the creators even us to understand our power. Because people who eat outside of our kitchen understand the flavor come out of our kitchen. Right? When they look on the app, when I look at them, I see they, I see that they understand that, hey, to build a podcast, I need to go get some rappers. I need to get some people that's influential in black culture. Let me get them people. And that don't exclude nobody except Rogan. Rogan probably the only one in all his people that come from up under him. They still bite in it in a certain way. Schultz bit in it, but I'm talking about Rogan, real people. Schultz has moved surprisingly into a real friendship space with Rogan. That dude's a psychologist dude, man. He's a, hey, that boy's a wizard. But all of his guys kind of ate off of his tree. But most people, they got to come get old Kevin Hart, old comic hen, that old rapper, old, you know what I mean, to kind of push that shit on through. But let's take a look at a specific part of this. And just so we clear again, the reason I want to look at this is because I want you to understand that these people, again, who eat outside of our kitchen, that don't mean they don't get the food from us. Again, understand what I'm saying. I put high level game down. These people eat outside of our kitchen. That don't mean the food don't come from us. They'll come in our kitchen, get our food, get our cooking, get our flavor, take it and leave with it and go eat it with they people. And that's what we got to start understanding. Ain't no, ain't no more recycling our residuals. Yeah, we done with the recycling of our residuals. We are now owners and creators, which makes us hybrid. And you better know what that means to the market. That's a disruptor. When you do more than one things in a powerful position. That makes you a disruptor, in my opinion. But I want to look at a specific part of this because I need, again, us to understand that they understand how to get into the market and be effective and create a show worth value. And if we're not paying attention to that, we'll continue to be duped. I'll do respect to dude. I think he's a good dude. What I honestly believe, and I'll say this before we play the clip, what I honestly believe is happening is you're dealing with a guy that's panicking. Right? He has he's been dropped off one of the biggest podcasts in the world, so he can't just go sit down with his homies. He understands them numbers ain't gonna look right against the people they comparing them to. But when you busy building, you don't care what the numbers look like. But in the market, you gotta do what's called consumer facing and look good for the brand's sake. 
That's why a lot of record labels do corporate gifting and they upgrade their art as soon as they get them because it's important you to look like you part of this family. I need them to know every fruit on my tree is healthy. Everything in my possession is well took care of. And every woman I got is well kept. I need people to understand that, right? They say a man is only strong when he's strong everywhere. So they got to keep up that appearance. So what he won't do is just go try to build something, slow grinding, because he, he chasing them boys. And again, that competitive spirit shines through. So I think he's panicking. And in the spirit of panicking, you see him disregard things that we may view away. Let's take a look. I can do that. I can be like, Damien, oh, should I? I'm going to do that, but I'm going to get you on a beat and you're going to rap. Just oh, for, all day. And, and we just keep it. We ain't even got to release it. Just First and foremost, if we, fucking, <laughs> if, we, if we shut the blinds right now, if we shut the blinds and put on some <laughs> instrumental <laughs> shit, we'll go hard. See? All right? Cool. I've been hanging around a lot of y'all lately and I'm feeling the fucking vibe. That's all I'm saying. Can I smoke on you? You can smoke whatever the fuck you want. There's no rules here. There's no rules. I'm going to partake because a lot of the people in the hip hop game, sometimes they don't share. Like Rick Ross didn't share with us. What do you mean the deli? Is that a rap slang or is that? No, you see this FTD, this is my brand. So this stands for from the dirt. Okay. Basically from nothing. Is that where you came from? I took nothing and made a lot out of it. You did? So my company is called From the Dirt. Mm -hmm. It actually has another origin, but I'll tell you that off camera. Mm -hmm. Um. So I, I bought a bodega in Harlem. Thank you, boy. So how do we, uh, in rap slang, how do we roll this up? I personally roll Fonto Leaf and, and buy Molly paper. Okay. The Fonto Leaf. All right, word. Because I never was able oh, to. Oh, you got the papers on you? I got the papers on me. Don't even worry Yo, let's about roll it. one up. We're talking here. All right, word. So music's going good. Music's going excellent right now. New album on the way. Def Jam, Master Pill. It's the first time I'm gonna say the title is called No Place Like Home. Okay. I um I've been a, I announced the tour with the same name, but this is the first time I announced the actual title of the album. All right, so what's the title of the album? No Place Like Home. No Place Like Home. Is there shit behind that? Is there anything like why you named it that? Most comfortable where I feel like um anywhere I feel like has 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 added or has something to do with my success. I spent time there or, you know what I mean? Or just added to what I got, who I am as a person. That's home to me. And I feel like that's just a title that um, resonates with a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. no place like home. A lot of people going to be able to think back to where they grew up at or where they from or things they've done in their life that, you know what I mean? I, I just feel like that just goes full circle. So that's why I named what it was your What was your greatest piece of work that you're most proud of? Out of all my tapes? Out of everything. Everything I've done? Everything you've done. Number one most thing that you're proud of that you've done in your career? Um, being a father to my kids. Really? Yeah. Music-wise, though? Music-wise. What was your favorite shit that you never get sick of bumping? Just that little part right there said to me, damn, that black dude celebrating taking care of his kids. See, sometimes these people are disconnected from what that mean to a black man. Man, being able to take care of my kids, man. Man, my kids, man, just being able to, man, man, I'm just now, it's some music, man, your biggest, your biggest music, they move right past that because what they don't understand is that my daddy didn't take care of me. I'm telling you that now money off the table, my lifestyle now is in a way where I can now be there for my kid on a daily. 
I can take him to school and pick him up. Even if you come from a job type lifestyle, you got to work all day. You miss your kids stuff. You be tired. Might got to work on Saturdays and days is game. You working, 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 working 40 years and they give you $2,000 a month when it's old. And so when you hear a black dude say, man, taking care of my kids, we could have lived there for 30 minutes. You know, the fight that is coming from where we come from, the opportunities that it mean to come from, especially somebody probably like him. Man, say, bro, I'm in New York, bro. You know what it costs to live up here, man. I'm taking care of a couple of people up here. Mama straight, Pete, they straight, man. I'm talking about that's the biggest blessing God could ever send my way. I was telling my homeboy, man, listen, God booking me right now. So I ain't worried about who talking about me, how I feel when they see me, whether they can deal with whether or not my elevation is within their reach. I don't care nothing about that right now. They got to deal with God booking me, the universe booking me right now. I be checking my email, man. They booking me. God putting shit in my life that I ain't even understanding, right? So they got to deal with divine direction. You dealing with the highest power. Booking me to be aware I always tell God Don't give me things Put me in positions Where things are I'll get them myself and These haters gotta deal with that Ain't nobody in the culture Can talk like me And if they can I salute them It ain't no hatred Ain't none of that going on We got competitive spirit In the spirit of taking care Of our family I thought I wasted my life with the little information I got out of the street, the little shit I read. I thought I was going to be spinning my wheels. I was going to have to finesse one of these companies and be, get a little supervisor gig for it's all over with. My little boys need me to be out here. I got to be effective in a way that they understand that is effective. Not effective at the job and my family don't know. A lot of you is effective in that warehouse and your little boy don't know how effective you is in real life mama don't know if you can cut grass old lady don't know if you can take the trash out but the job know you can stack 44 pallets in an hour for 14 dollars an hour and sometimes it's just mismanaged ambition I just wish we live in a world where entrepreneurs knew that they can get that same fight they get these companies to pay them pennies on the hour they can get that same fight to understanding that market that they in and start to evolve outside of that. And I never say quit your job without a plan. I just tell you the plan to quit your job. I'm freestyling too. That's why they can't f with this. I ain't never said this. I don't write nothing down. I don't look at nothing. I'm literally just talking to my people. And that's what make this podcast one of the best that the culture has right now. Thankful to y'all, God, the universe, and all things aligning in my favor. What I think a lot of people that dance outside of our culture don't understand for the black man just to have a clear mind is a blessing. It's a constant fight for us to get out this project that they made, this trap that they created. It's, it's a constant thing for us to become untrapped. To unleash the barriers and the, the shackles that they had on our mentality and the ceilings that they have put up for us to realize that those are glass and if we travel with a hammer, we'll be okay. The circumstances and misfortune that we was handed when we was young, I always say, boy, what we started wasn't fair, but what we took it was a blessing. We was handed a hand in this game. 
that was designed for us not to understand that it was a winning hand. Sometimes they give you all eights and sixes and just low numbers, but they don't tell you that them all spades. You ain't got no. You come out the gate cutting. So we got to start to understand how to play the game that we are in. And sometimes it's an underrated blessing to just take care of your family. Sometimes it's the best feeling in the world. People you love can depend on you. That hit different. A little boy say, man, dad, I want this. Nah, yeah, that ain't nothing, man. We finna order that now. Mama say, well, I show man, thing now nah, for sure that. That's done. That make a sleep better. All that jewelry and chains and shit, you know what I'm saying, bro? I'm hustling for my kids, 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 right? It's a process. I secure my future, secure their future, secure their kids' future, secure their kids' kids' future, right? We talking about as far as you go up on the Forbes, the more futures you looking at you securing. And so as I'm looking at it, I want them to think this just a little old podcast, but they dealing with a marksman. You dealing with a scent man. You dealing with a scent man. You understand me? This ain't by coincidence. I've been sent here. But I just found it interesting that this guy, man, can look over the fact that this dude said, and this ain't personal to him. Again, I know he's hustling. So, Bob, when you see this, because I know you'll see this, we powerful in the coach. This ain't really about you. This about just everybody that comes into our kitchen and get a little bit of our cooking. But what we also need y'all to know, people on the outside, we got place for sale. Just don't try to sneak past our common sense. But we got we got place for sale. This food ain't just for us. It's for you know we got to eat off this too. We don't turn this to a business. We understand what it is. But we saying there, don't come over to cook out like family taking taking all them plates to leave. Yeah, a lot of these podcasts, coaching, they them people show up at the grill at the at the cookout and they done took five or six plates and ain't bought none. That's what they doing to our culture, to our content, to our rappers, to our athletes, to our people, our entrepreneurs, our voices. That's what they doing. They coming in, they coming in our cookout, they ain't bringing nothing and they taking place to leave. And so this ain't specific to do. I just want y'all to know that's how they view us. And if we can't empower us to empower each other, I have a problem with seeing them being empowered by us and them being anyone that's eating outside of our kitchen. Let's talk about this, man. In a turn of unfortunate events after Quando Rondo found himself under ambush in California, he takes to the internet to do what's called in the culture, drop his flag. For those who are unaware about what that means, that means I was a part of a gang and now I'm retiring. It's almost like leaving the job, quitting. I'm done. This is it. But I want people to understand something. Humans have trouble with inconvenience. Let's take a look at some of the stuff that he tweeted and we'll come back with some game. So here's a post from Quando Rondo. Fuck everybody, I mean that shit. I fuck with a select few people My circle's super tight And he named a bunch of dudes I don't know him He named Lil Tim I know him That's the dude that allegedly killed King Von It's too much going on Too many fingers pointing Too many people talking behind my back I got too much weight on my shoulders I'm standing on all 10 I love Pab like a f- But I'm not going to cut funeral 
I know what me and cuz stand and I f how everybody feel. Keep this shit to yourself. Know what the hell I'm going through. I watched my homie die. I want to see a lot of y'all wake up and keep a level head after that. I'm focusing on myself and my little girl. That's who I'm living for. All the times I miss with her on top of all this, I'm not in a relationship. I'm not tied to no girl. Me and her have a mutual understanding. I'm solo rocking and I mean that shit. Fuck you and whoever feel hip. My bag up. I don't need no handout. Here's the second post. I'm not jump out gang either. Ain't no loyalty in this shit. I'm my own man. I laid my flag down. I'm not neighborhood, y'all. Ain't gonna ride for a nigga for real. Ain't no sense of me being a part of y'all. Y'all f*** the opposition. I don't give a who feel hit. F*** you. And if you can't feel where I'm coming from on this, then you a bitch ass Because it don't take a rocket scientist to see what the f*** going on everybody already hate me i ain't tripping on the extra hate i'm about to focus on my family the ones who really gonna drop a tear if i die unfortunately that ain't how the gang politics work i understand what he going through he going through immense pressure but this whoa this this part of this the other side of that coin i honestly think that it'll have been a different atmosphere around his whole situation in regards to his status with that stuff if he hadn't have went Outside of his neck of the wood. See, it's all fun and games when you a little wooty woo. You know, you gang banging in your little city, then you done blew up in the music, then and they tie you in with a guy that like a big you that done gave his life to that shit. Really was around when it first started. Like now you tied in with the generals. Now it's a certain expectation on on your cripping now. And you come running to us telling us how serious you is about it and you're going to die about it and we really living like it and look at it like it. And then you come and say you're going to get off. It ain't working like that. You might can pay. Some people might have let you pay. They might not, but some people slide a bag through his business. And you done disrespected us in public, double that up. You done came out saying some man, come on, man. You could have hit one of us and said, look, I'm trying to get up. You know, when you right, like, so, like, sometimes, but I'm I'm not saying that's even with Kwando. I'm telling you politics like that take place. If you pay attention, again, I think this internet has affected everything. You used to say, you can't date a girl off the internet. You ain't finding no woman on there. And then, like, man, I met my wife off, my soulmate off the internet. The internet affecting things, bro. You used to be like, you can't quit a job on the internet. Now people quitting jobs on the internet. Winning presidents is from the internet. So you see people try to get away from street politics on the internet and it just ain't like that i saw takashi do that his situation was a little different the feds that came and got him so he going breath club man i ain't in no gang i ain't got nothing to do with nothing no more because he said he wasn't going to the homie funeral see because this happened in the hood somebody died with you they want to know hey bro died what happened bro well he was out of la but you plugged in with them la bro what happened with bro Man, ain't nobody saying nothing. They ain't telling me nothing. Now, they kind of shifting the blame on you. Now, you got to stay away from this because you don't, hey, yo, what they trying to say? You know, I would never do that. But damn, they done, now I'm reaching out to my California. This is what made me think he done this. He reaching out trying to get, man, What? who was that? What happened? What What was that just about? And can't nobody tell him, man. Well, I don't really know what happened, cuz. I don't really know. I don't know what that was about. Like, he can't get no answers. You know what I mean? Because funerals ain't safe as they used to be. You hear him talk about not going to a funeral, his homeboy funeral. I'm going to my people's funeral if it's like he died on my watch. I'm going. But funerals ain't just safe. People know, hey, his people at their funeral slide. 
And that's disrespectful. It's all kind of old people, kids, loved ones. Like, come on, respect something out here. Universal law in effect on you niggas, though, that's shooting up funeral. But let me kind of give y'all some understanding, those that may not understand how this usually works. If you do want to get put off what they call it from whatever gang you in, you're supposed to reach out, hey, y'all want to get put off, they're going to put you off the same way you got put in. But see, when you get famous, you start to believe you can pay your way out of shit. You know, you can get in. Some people is trying to kind of let these niggas pay their way in. It's business at the end of the day. It's the same thing as high security. These high gang bangers. So they'll just pay the gang. And don't and sometimes that contract you got with them gang members, everybody don't respect that contract because everybody didn't get a piece of that. It ain't like the security people they sent you. All these 17 people they sent you, every, all 17 been paid. When you deal with the gangbanger security, and not all of them, but when you usually deal with the gangbang security, you pay, and they send 17 before them niggas really got the money. Them other 13 really just there on the strength. And because politics say they got to be there and all this kind of, it just get blurry, man. I understand what a young dude living there, man, because he feel like he ain't got no help. If you pay attention, man, he he left from Savannah right after killing, go out there, and then that happened. And then he probably reaching over there and ain't nothing happening. But it was interesting to see how enthused he was to be in front of Big U. See, Big U got a lot of respect in that card because he did a lot for that, and he was around, and he's a dude now that done changed his life. And dealing with them children on the level where he's saying, yo, we know that's the crash course. And y'all know who I am. Ask any one of your uncles who I am. They know who I am. But y'all know that's the crash course. We playing football. We in L.A. We got the best schools out here, good colleges. Let's really get it done if we can get it done. I'm talking about if, if we can work you out of the ghetto system that they try to trap us in and get you athletically involved somewhere else, man, you got a real shot. And we got a few connections. Don't go the way we went. It ain't about nothing. You know what I'm saying? So he done changed to that. And you see him, we'll play a little bit of him have a conversation with Kwando and try to explain to Kwando some of these things. And when you look back on it, I just think it's a real eye-opener. Let's look at a little bit of it. What you gotta just be conscious is in what you put out. Like for the next year or two, cause they're gonna play everything, you every word you say is gonna be a shot to the other side. Man, like man, I ain't trying to be like I ain't trying to live for none of this no more. I mean well I understand what you're saying, cause I mean I've been through some bullshit myself. Still was going through it, just put the documentary out, explain a lot of things. So I actually know what you're going through. Without us even verbalizing, I can actually feel your situation. But I can tell you this much, though. Let me give y'all a little context as well. This was right after the killing of King Von, R.I.P. Von, where that run-in happened. And he had a situation where I guess things had got a little slippery on him. And Big U is a person that, you know, people got a certain level of respect for his aura. Right, so he reached to you because he he is on the same you know line as him, and then you like man the little I try to book you or get you on this little tour and you ain't even do nothing. Then when it get like this, you reach out to me. So big, you felt the way, but after that, big, you say you know what I'm a big home. I can't be involved with that emotional. I'm information based, right? This how I'm thinking. He look at it, so he squash it, man. Look, that ain't about nothing. 
come holler at me. They do this interview. So this is on the heels of that. This is when the tension was real thick, right? I want you to see and just pay attention. That this, I just want to lay that out because I think that's important to where it is we stand right now. Let's pay attention. What you got to just be conscious is in what you put out. They're going to they gonna find a way to say that, you know, you talk, but you just got to be conscious. And if you remember last week, I spoke about don't fan that flame. It didn't make sense to me. You see Big U being a real big homie in these circumstances. Everybody got some violence going on in their life, whether it's with them, whether they son doing it, whether they little nephew doing it. Somebody right. knows something about some violence, you feel me? And violence is going to happen multiple times, so it might be boom, bam. Stow got broken in the day on Crenshaw. Such such just did it. You feel yeah. me? All right, everybody know he just did that, but two months not passing. He broke in a whole nother house and then he got on the internet and said, yeah, I broke in this house. People gonna think he talking about the house he broke in on Crenshaw, but in his mind, he talking about the second house he broke in. You feel me? So I really let a lot of stuff go, but I'm really just like, I be saying like a lot of stuff I say like in songs and stuff Mm -hmm. like, this ain't the only person I have a problem with. Like, I ain't talking to this person. Like, it be a lot of stuff happening. Like, and I tell like the hood sisters and y'all like, I wasn't even talking about, you feel me? Look what they, so I really just figured that out. Anything they 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 don't put it that way. You feel me? So again, just kind of speaking to what I was saying, don't fan the flame, like, because anything you say, they're going to take it away. At this time, I think he feel he kind of felt a little stronger. He was next to Big U, but Big U was trying to coach him on, look, we don't crash out because it's too much money involved in this. Like, bro, you got you can make some paper. Let that shit blow over. Know what I mean? And you can really make some money if we just do this the right way. But I think that when they start to incorporate the dissing of that or carrying that like a badge of honor, you know, I think that's when he got a little slippery. And, hey, a soldier is a soldier, but you got to have the mind of a soldier to operate in the, on the field. You know what I mean? Now, let's take a look at this little part that had went viral. I just want to pay attention to something. Well, shit, he give me the questions. Why about we figure out what he want to say, and then together we'll have a conversation. You know what I mean? I don't want to be sitting around the couch interviewing you because I know you got something to say. And I feel like the people need to overstand your side. Man, listen, when it, I say this all the time, like all the time, because I'm real heavy, like on, on cripping, period. I'm going to do that to the day I die. Sometimes I ask the Lord, when I be asking the Lord for forgiveness, first thing pop up in my head is, well, I can't stop being no crook, though. <laughs> You feel me? That's the first thing that popped up in my head. Like, that's just something out. You feel me? But look, though, man, I tell my folks this all the time, even little homies, because I don't feel like I'm no big homie or not. But when I be seeing little crooks like in my hometown, I always tell them, like, cuz, you don't have to be a killer to be Thank a crook. You. You, you don't have to be no shooter to be no crook. You ain't got to be no. It's important he, he recognized that at the end, but. Again, I just want to kind of focus on the gravity of what I don't even think the young boy himself understood what he was doing. You went and sat with Big U and said that I can't never stop cripping. Somebody that life been on the line for that and then all of a sudden uh, via the internet announced that you're not involved with it no more. Like you got to 
see how that's a little funny situation. I believe he might have meant what he said at that time. He may have been under the impression of some things that may didn't come to fruition or his understanding of a few things. Right. I'm not sure he understands how you have to anchor yourself for the game, really, to build that fort around you. A lot of these rappers or people with money think they can come in these games with money and skip the line and just be top dog. And the gang smart enough to make you think, nah, you top dog, fam. Whole time, they might take you off. You know, to hear Kwando sit next to Big U and say that I never stop cribbing, I can't never stop cribbing, and then now be dropping his flag, it speaks volumes to me. I see it just a little bit different only because I've been involved on both sides, and I'm always here to try to show people the other side exists. Number one, I want to be clear that that ain't how you get out of a gang, right? So look. That want to join the gang and throw it up because it's cool. I want you to know that when you get not the gang or you call yourself exit in the building, ain't but one exit, right? And so you better understand that you're going out that exit depending on who you involved with. And it's on you if you can handle it. It ain't if you try to run from it, then karma chase you because having that having that running spirit, having that on the run spirit ain't a good spirit. But seeing Quando saying that he no longer want to be a part of the neighborhood further convinces and convicts me of what I've already noted. Death changes you, especially up close, especially compounding experiences like bad situation on top of bad situation on top of bad situation. Oh, he's in a blur now. Blurry form. But guess what? This is what we rap about. This what we celebrate. This what we bout. Ain't this what we bout? Call of Duty style, right? Tap, tap, right? This is what we own around here, ain't it? We mar- yeah. Take one of mine, I take three of yours. Ain't that what we own? That's why I try to tell y'all. It's a lot of off-brand involved with this shit. In all aspects of life, it's off-brand. Every motherfucking way. These niggas blending in with the real They blending in in a way. And I don't think it's real to be criminal. I think it's real to stand on your word and be about what you say. And if you say that's the, the thing, that's what it is. You know, I think he probably dealing with his mama and people like that. Telling him, boy, you need to get out that stuff, boy. You was out there and that happened. You need to get out of that stuff. That stuff is dang. Like, he dealing with somebody telling him that. You know what I mean? He going through that now. But it's a lot of off-brand n****s involved in the streets. It's a lot of n****s that'll holler, shoot him. And they ain't never had a gun. They got a gun and won't shoot him. Shoot that nigga, fam. You ain't never noticed that when the rappers run into each other, they always say they hear somebody screaming, shoot him. Say everybody else going to tell you to do it. Yo, shoot that nigga, bro. Get that nigga. Get him. You ain't playing with us like that. Know what I'm saying? That's why people on the West Coast tell you they politics different. They, they going to respond to certain things immediately. There's obligation attached to it. If I was a leader of a gang, you might can pay me to, to make us make you think you part of the gang. I ain't going to lie. If you're old rap and you come through and you want to be part of the gang, we'll text you, man. Yeah, you part. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We out here with, bro. Yeah. They'll play you like it. And why you hear certain people saying, no, nah, no, nah, we'll, we'll f*** with you. You just got to make sense. They saying, yeah, you got to pay, nigga. Yeah, get that check right. Bring it through. It got to make sense. Yeah, yeah, get that check right. Bring it through. We'll let you throw the bandana on, shoot the video over here. Yeah, though, yeah, yeah, get the money together, though. But it ain't no real love in the streets. I want to tell the people that, like, in the streets, bro, it ain't no real love. It's fame in the streets, though. But we know on this side, fame is fake love at the highest power. 
So when you mix that street fame with the industry, it get foggy for a nigga. Boy, you got to be a swift nigga to swat some of that shit off and still be able to move through this game because that ain't just no walk in the park and that ain't something just to wink at. You got to be highly involved with everything you at a level that you are not being manipulated, mismanaged, misused, or misrepresented. And you can only do that because you only know what you need to look like to the people that's dealing with you. So they throw you in this tornado of all this shit happening. And you got to figure a way to navigate and put people next to you that I trust you. You know about how I feel about things. Go handle that. I trust you too. You know about... Go handle that. But a lot of people were saying because Quando Rondo spoke to the police, and again, I don't know this to be the case, but they're saying with the gang politics, the way he was interacting with the police was unacceptable. They're saying there ain't no communication. And we've seen with Crip Mac and other people that a violation can be handed out on behalf of the gang if you're doing the wrong thing. And so you had to deal with the consequences of men telling you that you made some sort of mistake even at the highest of emotions. But you need them. You need them for your protection. Let me speak on it, because I see this as a very confusing matter amongst men and women of all ages, all race and ethnicities. Co-parenting ain't spending money when you ask the other parent to spend money. Co-parenting is being available, taking care of the child and making sure the child has what it needs. In any situation. But co-parenting ain't just at the drop of a dime, send 10 grand. Or at the drop of a dime, do this, drop of a dime, do that. That ain't co-parenting. A lot of people have misframed co-parenting and frame some of these mothers or fathers like they're not doing the job that they should be doing because they don't acquiesce to someone's demands. So it's an interesting conundrum if you just pay attention because a lot of times bitterness shine through people's actions you know there's a couple people i never met right i'm dealing with some things right now that i'm confused about there's a couple people i never met that got a disdain for me about some information that they got second or third hand and of course it ain't no men so that you know it'll be something that we'll address but it's it's just interesting bro let's talk about this a lot of people suffer in silence. Relationships, although such a powerful tool and something we need as human beings to human interaction and contact, on that level is a very prominent thing for us. But at the same time and with the same token, when you view a relationship, it leaves you vulnerable. It leaves you open. It's almost like throwing a wild hook. If you know anything about boxing, whenever you throw a hook or you leave yourself open for some kind of punch, and what happens with men a lot of times is that we start to do a risk assessment on that and start to say it's not worth me opening up for what could happen if she let me down. And I think on the other side, you got women trying to prove that they're worthy of being with certain kind of men in a way that's ineffective. So you're talking to me about you make the same kind of money as me, and I just want to know, is you nice? Can you cook? Do you understand peace? You keep telling me about your degrees, and I like that you're smart and you read, but I just I want to know what we're going to do Saturday night. Will it be a vibe at the house? I know you can read 200 books a year. You've been doing it for the last four years. I'm just worried about the spaghetti that you make. 
right? So ambition is a beautiful thing. And unfortunately for human beings, it can't be left unsaid because if I don't hold you to those standards and say, yo, you got to be ambitious, if I don't mention it, then they'll think it ain't necessary because the human being has something that that they do, man, and it's, it has a tendency to want to get over, a tendency to abuse power, certain things that the, is just embedded in being a human being. But I'm a firm believer relationships are supposed to complement each other. It's not supposed to be a situation where you seem like it's a tennis match, like, boom, hit it over there, you do it, hit it over here, do it. It's supposed to be we're on the same team. Somewhere along the lines, we start competing with each other. And I said this a year ago, right, because I understood and I saw it that you got people coming out. If a man say, yo, I just want you to be nice, then you got people coming out now. Uh, they want you to be a puppy, they want you to be submissive. They want you to submit, be under them. And I'm like, no, no. But I want to tell y'all why I struggle with forgiveness. And I'm not in my best form. I'm still a work in progress, but I'm still a person that understands that situations need to be analyzed in a way that's effective for both parties. A lot of times when you deal with takers and beggars, they'll trick you into making these transactional type of relationships all about them. Now, you don't give a rich man money, but that don't mean a rich man don't need nothing. Oftentimes, they'll think because you got money, what, what do I get you? And they think that's a flex. They think that they think it's a flex to tell you that I don't know what to get you. You got everything. And every time something turn around, you making sure that they on top of the game. They looking like they supposed to look when it's daytime of the year. But when it come down to you, it's always, well, what do I do? I really don't. And so I'm just one of them dudes that deal with results. And in dealing with those results, I've been put in positions where I just can't exhibit forgiveness in the way that I would like to. I've been let down by people that I lifted up. I've been talked about by people that I talked with, that I spoke on behalf of. I've been misrepresented by motherfuckers. Because they should have kept it gangsta on the push-up. They've put things on me that I didn't earn. They've put titles on me that didn't fit. They believe things with the lack of evidence there. And I've had to sit back and hustle through it all because at the end of the day, I got people that believe in me that what y'all say has no effect on whether or not they get a meal tonight, whether or not they get to go to the school I need them in whether or not they get a car when they get a certain age, whether or not moms get the house she need, whether I get the mansion I want, whether or not baby girl and them get the things they need, my family able to fly to Italy for two weeks. Like, But I always find myself in this weird situation where I say, man, what I give them, they won't give me back. And so it always puts me in a situation where I have so much trouble trying to exhibit forgiveness because I know what you're going to do based off what you've done. You asking me to ignore what you done. You asking me to view it through your lens, even though it affects me in a way that you don't have to deal with. And the older I get, and also the much more money I get, because what the money is doing to me is making me have a certain level of responsibility where I can't ignore these mistakes I used to ignore when I was young. When it didn't cost me nothing, these mistakes now cost me a little more. So I've been able to transition to a place 
why I live in a place based on results and not ridicule. The people that is a part of my life that I gave the ultimate Disney World pass, meaning they had all access to loan on all levels and they played and they fumbled that, they could never get that again. I'm just a man that believes in results. I gave you what you asked of me and you fumbled the ball. And then you asking for me to give you the ball again after I had to pick it up off the ground. What you asking me to do is ignore what I know to be the case. You asking me to give a second chance to a third time offender. And you don't understand why I don't understand that. Because I come from a place where, yo, my decision making had to be spot on, huh? I didn't come from the well to do family. I didn't come. I don't come to the city with five or six different. They got platforms. It's just me straight out the ghetto, straight out the street, dealing with information, read plenty of books, made a killing in the street. Just me family depending on me trying to figure out what the next way is. But I know people have to understand that for me to resonate with them in that way. And that's the thing about familiarity. I'm familiar with what you motherfuckers do when y'all got the ball. I know what you would do if the ball in your corner. You're going to take the shot every time. You're not going to pass the ball. Why would When we get the ball over here, why would we pass the ball over there? You already done exhibit what you're going to do. You're going to run off with the sauce. You're going to steal the vibe. You're going to take a motherfucking material approaches. You're going to do whatever it takes to make sure that you come out looking like the head and not the tail. And then I can remember being in a relationship with a girl that thought she could just flip out whenever she want. Like, ah, nah, ah, throw shit, hit shit, throw water, throw this. And I'd just be sitting back. Uh-uh. Okay. So I'm like a quarterback reading the defense with a bitch go acting crazy. I sit back like Peyton Manning in the pocket. Ah, you are, okay. Z slant, huh? X sluggo, what you trying to run? But I've learned that when people go to acting crazy like that and you don't give them a reaction, sometimes they act even more crazy because they know you hold on, you hold on. And if I just keep putting, he going to break. And that's fucked up to live in that way, but you got toxic relationships. And if I had to talk about toxic relationships, I could stay there for a while, but I'd be wanting to have a girl that we can go back and forth about what that kind of looks like. Because what is toxic? And while we on that, I was talking to my homeboy about this. I'm going to present this question to all my people, and I want y'all to answer this. For all my men or women, could you date someone and or share someone who was Magic Johnson. Now, here's the caveat. Magic Johnson is known to have had a certain disease, but it's no longer showing up, and it hasn't showed up in a while. Could you share in that, that relationship with that individual that has dealt with someone that may have had a situation like that that was no longer detectable and that was an extremely beneficial situation, meaning they were kind of like Magic is, super wealthy, like really, really wealthy. And you could, could you share a woman with that? Would you share somebody that has been involved with that, right? You got to ask yourself that question. For me, it's no, but I want to present that. We'll come back next week uh, 
what an answer to that or at least without thinking of that and with some of what the fans thought of that. So leave y'all comments below. What we'll do is start to add that into the pod, make it kind of interactive and speak about what y'all think next week. Also with relationships, I've been thinking kind of hard, man, that people are confused things, right? You'll think, yo, man, this person do all this for me. Nah, that's the skills that they came to you with. See, certain people come to you with certain skills. Like, if I come in a relationship, shout I come in as long with money, with a certain level of intellect, problem-solving skills, certain level of access in the world, certain ability in the world, right? I come in with that. And I'm the kind of nigga that's a problem-solver. So the problem-solver can seep into the relationship in a way where you think that caters to you. And the same thing with the woman. Sometimes she could be a freak. She could be a good cook. She could be someone that's just a nice woman. And you could think, oh, she's dumbed it down and catered this to me. And I think at some point you can't be confused with skills that people come into a relationship with, with skills that they develop to make the relationship more comparable for you. Because along the way in the relationship, what will happen is, is that you'll develop certain skills to coincide with your mate and make things easier for your mate or just make life for you guys more compatible for each other, right? And so those skills there are skills that are developed on your behalf, right? But certain things come into that relationship, she comes in with those skills and sometimes that line gets blurred. So you like, yo, she cook every Sunday, girl, do this, girl, do that, girl, done that for you, got there. And I believe that that confusion that lives, oh, I, what have you developed for this relationship to work? And what did you come into this relationship with? And a human being's urge for a relationship is so overwhelming. Even when I was watching a documentary on Netflix about the guy that faked the relationship or had the fake girlfriend, it was like one of the biggest forms of catfish that we've ever seen. And for me, when I watched it, I'm like, yo, the human being's craving for that. It's probably next to none, especially if they had a piece of it. Then don't let lust drive the vehicle. You really in trouble. Once lust go to driving your 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 decision making, you in trouble. Now here's the problem, man. You gonna have a point where you lust gonna take over. You just can't let it take over all day. It might be this little two hours of Friday night. You done got bullied, and from one to four, if she catch you right now, you wide open. But boy, come 6 a.m. next morning, yo, you back thinking like, man, I was bugging last night. I was telling girls she can come get a dub playing. Know what I mean? But sometimes lust will take over. But let's talk about this. And we'll get back into the Quando uh, Rondo stuff in a second. You know, but I got a lot more stuff to talk about, even with the Sauce Walker thing. We're about to get into that and how a lot of these media people are just internet people. Like, I even saw when Sauce Walker put it out, I, I didn't even bite into it. I knew, like, you don't kill a man that ain't go on camera. That ain't how that work. But y'all don't know that because y'all ain't involved in nothing. But before I get there, let's talk about this. Young Turk went on Drink Champs. Shout out Drink Champs. Also, shout out to Carisha, please. Revolt. She's killing it. That's my label, mate. She's killing it. Every time she drops, it's number one. It's killing it. Great conversations, great guests, get great shot in regards to production. They're killing it with that show. I just want to give kudos to them as they are someone that's a label made of mine. And also part of the QC family, too. So that's a double whammy. But Turk was on Drink Champs, and he was talking about his run-in with Birdman and how they was in a compromised state for a certain amount of time. 
he spoke to a lot of rappers being fake, even spoke to kind of Wayne them not reaching back as much as he would like to. But he started to speak about rappers in the industry, how they use his name and don't reach out to him. Find this a bit interesting, but I understand, especially when you're in the water and you need somebody to throw you a boat. You need somebody to throw you a life jacket. You know what I'm saying? You coming out of pre, you probably felt like, man, I'm, I am who I am. These dudes won't reach back to me. But that's how this game go. And everybody will see that when they get on the, on the back end. Uh, that's how this game is. But here's the thing. He was speaking about Rick Ross and a run-in he had with Rick Ross and how he didn't feel like Ross should have spoke on his business with Birdman and Wayne because Ross didn't do nothing to help either. Let's take a little look at it and we'll come back with some information. Uh, free and Ring and Ross, I had some people, you know, like you have fans, right? Okay. So I had fans that were reached out that were tapped in. You have certain people that be fans, and them fans be holding you down. Saying More that this how, this how Rick Ross bro, got out. Them fans yeah. hold you down, they gon' they want you out the same right. way how they support you they out keep your morale you up. in. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's and hard. that's what it is. So now, the fans told you to watch out. The yeah, now as far as the real Rick Ross, you know, he spoke on my business, right? Give Lil Bro them a three piece. You got all these wing stops. Okay, you're going too fast. Hold no, on. we ain't going Which, too far, Lord. All right, all right. No. There's Freeway Rick Ross who told you no, to read the books. No, we talking about Rick Ross. We talking about the rapper, the rapper. Rick Ross. Yeah, okay. Because Miami Dade County. Okay. Yeah, and I'm in Miami, Rick. Yeah, yeah. MMG. I felt like give you got all what these. That give Turk a three piece. Give Turk a three piece, but at the same time, I didn't reach out to this. When I had my verified check, I'm 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 I'm, I'm banned now. Nah, they didn't. I don't know what they did. They did deactivated my account. But I reached out to homie, right? And he ain't reach out. So was you cloud chasing? Just like you speaking on my name, that means you know who I am. Same way Meek Mills, you you put me in a song on your intro. Mm. Y'all know who Turk is. So when I reach out to y'all, <laughs> you don't mention my name. I got the right to say don't mention my motherfucker. Name, I don't give a how much money y'all got. Mm. Don't mention my name if you ain't gonna with a nigga, you feel me? Don't try to say what Birdman ain't doing and you put a nigga doing the same thing. That's how I feel, dog, because y'all clout chasing. But how you know they, they know you reaching though? How do you know because for a fact? Nigga, I got a blue check and I'm direct edge. Right. You know that. You see that. But what if it's you, their assistance running the deal? No. Sometimes no. it be the people's assistance. No. Okay, they know it now. Because if you, if you mention my name, you put me in your songs, I got a right to say something because right. that's fake. If you fuck with Turk and you concerned about Turk, the Turk is here. Mm -hmm. Don't go through no other thing. I'm Reach out to North. To, to look out for you by speaking he on your behalf. wasn't. Okay. Because you can't speak on my behalf if I reach out after you did that because I like what you said. Mm. I like what you said, but then I got get mad at me because I'm like, Rose, what's happening? You speaking on my name? You feel me? Mm -hmm. That's fake, man. Ross a clout chaser to me. Straighten it up because I stand on it. It's because it was a trending topic, bro. These don't fuck with no name. Now one of these niggas out to me. You know how I got money, Nor? Mm. I had to. So I kind of understand what he's saying, right? You know, you say my name with me. I, I think what opportunity for Turk comes in that is he may not understand that. Number one, this industry operates on budgets. So when you somewhere in the corner, I'm broke, they ain't paid me nothing. Nigga, give me money, I ain't got nothing. Everybody stop wanting to talk to you. 
Niggas hate you when you big. My mama used to say, stop big and make people hate you. And it ain't that you big and not your mouth, but they know about your circumstances and they know what it takes to live how they living. And they ain't trying to fund that. And they ain't got no real business with you. So they thinking speaking on it, even though I do believe create a relationship, cool. But they thinking speaking on it is speaking to the fans, activating some of them fans out there. So evidently, or hopefully, you are able to tap into some more of them new fans. And what I think happened with rappers or people that get a certain level of success, what it's like is it's like going from college to the pros. Then when you get in the pros, you got to check back into college sometimes in regards to lifestyle, living standards, living arrangements, girls that you're dating, level of access. All that goes back down to college level in regards to entertainment industry and standard. Right. So just picture that a that don't went pro now checking in to play for Duke. He, he played some years in the league. He back at Duke playing. It feel funny to the rappers. It feel funny to people that's been diluted with fame. So they don't want to never go back. And so therefore, they're scratching claw. And boy, desperation and need is not a negotiator. You see what I'm saying? So you somewhere, man, come on, hey, man, you said my name, you need me. They like, nah, bro, it ain't. Hey, oh, oh, he must need something. Don't, hey, don't tell him, don't answer dude, Carl. That's how they doing. But a lot of people want to stay in the pros just because of the girls and the fame. Because reverting back to college ball for some of you niggas can at least get you back the way you living and getting some money, going to back down and taking your show number down and taking a 15 or 20 to get you back booked eight times a month. You know what I'm saying? But you want to keep it at a certain number to keep looking a certain way so now you book once a month. Now damn near you swapping the booking for your bills. You know what I'm saying? So, again, sometimes you got to downgrade your standards so you can upgrade your lifestyle. You know, for this month, for the next year, man, I, Dior ain't going to see me. Gucci ain't going to see me. We ain't checking in the time for it. We ain't fucking around in Balenciaga and Bottega right now. We fucking with the business. Right now, we focused on the outcome. We having enough drip in the closet. We ain't really looking into them stores right now. We trying to put some money up and put some shit together but it was like he heard them say his name he reaching out to like yo f with me do a song with me do something like that and they they like i ain't trying to do all that so is that clout chaser if you say somebody's name and don't f with them is that clout chaser i don't think it's clout chasing if you're just saying the name or explaining the circumstances if you're putting it in a song how do y'all feel about that if you're putting somebody's name in a song that you won't even answer they call because they're into it with your enemy or somebody that you're going up against right now is that clout chaser. Turk said that's clout chaser. How you going to say my name and don't answer my call? Before we get to the next topic, let me say this. Sometimes you got to trust the product and your information that you got, right? Sometimes you know what you're looking at. You've been put the work in. you studied so long. You know exactly the infrastructure and the industry that you've involved yourself with. Sometimes you got to trust your creativity and trust the process. When I take a look at some of the biggest businesses in the world, so even something like Twitter, something like social media, let's not even say Twitter, that whole thing wasn't necessarily such a great idea in its rawest form, right? But what happened was they put that out and then the market defined it. The way that we communicated on that was not in its current form, right? It was a very boring type of the way they designed it. And I'm only speaking to that design, not the, not the utility of it. And that's what you got to understand, that there's things that you're designing that you don't even understand. The market is going to figure out, that, hey, yo, we're going to use that to 
do this with? And you're going to say, whoa, they figured out something different than what we were thinking. Because first on Facebook and, and all of that, that was a totally different way of communicating. I was listening to Rogan, and they kind of hit on it. It was more so like, at Big Loon is at the Titans game. At Big Loon is at the Little Baby concert. You know what I'm saying? Or at Big Loon is feeling great today. They didn't have it in the form that the market defined it at right now, meaning the way we currently use it. Hey, yo, man, such and such a lame at such a... And what it was was he came through. He was over at such and such house and stole at such and such. And that shit really come from at Kroger. And what we really should have got it from was at Walmart. But this acts so much like at Jamie Foxx that it ain't... You see what I'm saying? Now, that's how they are communicating amongst other ways. But what I'm telling you is sometimes you got to trust that the product is the product, right? We put so much into this that we can't even imagine what the market will develop on behalf of what we're going to present to the market. I remember fidget spinners. And this is just me talking. Those are made for stress. These things right here are great for stress. That's kind of what they're made for. Nope. Well, now they're made for kids, brother. Yeah, nah, these made for kids now. Nah, they put lights on them, USB. They done start putting speakers on them. Yeah, they had to, the market determined what we were going to do with that. We know, throw that little idea y'all had, throw that in the tray. The market determined what we were going to do with that. So sometimes you got to trust the market. And I'm learning, like, when I'm throwing some of these little interviews out, I'm seeing the market react. I'm like, oh, man, why did I wait for? Like, this is, yo, they waiting on this, like. Right? This is it, bro. Like, nothing to talk about. But sometimes the market will define what it is you're working with. Let's talk about this. Sauce Walker has been involved in a shooting out in L.A., California. The shooting was framed that someone has came and tried to, I guess, snatch his chain or do something weird. I know because I'm from the streets that you don't commit a murder and go right on camera and talk about it. So I knew it wasn't that. I knew something may have happened, but it wasn't what it was presented as. We're going to deal with this information as it was presented to us and try to deal with it in that current status and then evolve with the information as we present it. So apparently, according to Sauce Walker, there was an encounter between him and the man, and then after that, the man was dead. Let's listen to what he said. Hey, man, I really ain't want to speak on this shit, but I know it's too many young black kings and young kings out there that's being misled and misguided wrong, learning half of the game and not the whole game. So y'all need to learn from this experience that I went to tonight because being a rapper is one of the most dangerous jobs in America. And there's a lot of young men out here that want to do this shit, but don't know everything that come with it. But I want to speak on this part right here, understand this. Everybody don't go. Everybody don't go and everybody ain't going. And I'm one of them people that's not going. So unfortunately tonight somebody lost their life for doing something stupid. And I don't know how it happened or what was going on, but I really would like all the young black men around here to learn before all the tabloids and the bullshit fake stories get out there. I want y'all to learn from this experience. And I'm still standing here 10 toes down all my jewelry and everything that I worked hard for. I don't want you to go through these dumb situations for doing something stupid that somebody taught you and led you to do that you can go be a, a king you can go be lebron james you can go be a lawyer you can go be sauce walker but understand this but being just right here is you live better all right so let's kind of deal with the presentation of that this is 
you know, I know he, you know, Sauce Walker, you know, I really don't know Sauce, but I know he one of them guys that understand communication because you come from the pimp world, you know, they, if you even look up the pimps, you got to understand communication, right? That's, that's communication in its rawest form. Like it's rapping, it's a certain vibration, you know what I'm saying? Let me, hey, hey, say baby, turn around, let me see. Hey, 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 say, baby, turn around, see what you're turning down. Now, I'm talking about I'm trying to give you some tools you can use, you know what I'm saying? Some tools and fuels you can use, you know what I'm talking about? You know, man, I don't care if she catch a bus as long as she stopping sun trust. You dig what I'm saying? Right? It's a certain frequency and vibe that they communicate on. And yeah, I could have been a pimp. We can say that to the side. But that it's a certain frequency that they communicate on. And not saying that he has that level of it, but he's somewhere up there like he understands it that's why you hear him talk on a on a rhythm i say man hey man say, blah, blah, blah. right it's it's his it's his rhythm he doing and i'm only pointing that out to let you know that he's he's he understands communication in a way that i know he know he was conflating those stories but he he probably felt like i didn't lie right now but i'm definitely conflating stories but i ain't lying but they say half the truth is a lie you do with that what you made. When he first said that, you know, his face is scratched up. For those of you listening, I'll kind of try to give you a visual of what he looks like. Face is scratched up, his eye black, but he got all his jewelry on. So I, everybody looked at it, even me when I first saw it. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, he 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 giving warrior spirit. Everybody ain't going. He giving warrior spirit. You know what I mean? So people took that. Oh, Sauce Walker stood on business. And we'll address Adam 22 and Joe Button, right? How Joe said Adam does these clickbaity things and deals with street shit. The homeboy academics put Sauce Walker caught a body on a nigga trying to rob some weird, like some outlandish title that I understand that those are the kind of titles that Joe was talking about dealing with Adam 22, but said that to the side. And that's just me pointing out the hypocrisy in regards to the standard of content creation through the lens of Joe in regards to Adam and academics. But that's a totally different situation. When he put this out and said, I ain't going, everybody ain't going, so somebody lost their life for doing something stupid. See, he go, he go very detailed and vague. Then very detailed and vague. Then very DC, you don't know where he at with it. You don't know where he at. You don't know what part is what. You know, but when I seen it, I said, nah, can't be right. I done been on the scene when a body dropped. Can't be right. You don't get on camera right after that. Matter of fact, if you was involved, they probably finna take you with them. They got to do some tests on you, some gun burn tests and this, that, and the third light, right? And they trying to get you away from other people in case you're trying to corroborate some kind of story, right? Quit like, I don't see grabbing the phone so i knew then that was a red flag that's why i said i'm not re i'm not reporting on that because something's off i didn't know what was off but it is also a blessing that he called it he he kept his life because he did get into it with this guy um after he put that out i mean every blog and this is another thing about blogs they never post or, or capture sauce walker in his rawest form doing music when it's something like that or we get into it with this person, they'll post him. So every blog posted this. Went crazy. South Walk caught a body in L.A. They tried to take his chain. He wasn't going. He wasn't going. You know, they start posting certain things. And I'm like, yo, you still in L.A. doing that? 
This is that's the this is the second red flag for me. You went live. You still in L.A.? He live in L.A. So somebody who live in L.A. just died at the hands of an out of town, and he went on live about it. Like ain't no smoke or retaliation or nobody looking for nobody. Like ain't no consequences behind a dead body. That's that rap shit, and that's what I hate about the rap shit. They try to make you think. Hey, body drop, move on to the next one like Call of Duty, bro. Run around the corner, find you another op. Call of Duty style. They won't make you think that now body drop is consequences. Whether those consequences come from the police or from the people that love that person that you just put in that fucked up situation. I always know if there's a certain level of interaction between me and another adult male, things may have to change. Right, if there's a shooting that take place in the area, especially I ain't from, we ain't going live. We gotta get out of here, yo. We just smoked the everybody out of here. Hey, whole team, head right to the airport now, yo. You book everything right now. Get us out of here. Like we ain't going live and talking about it. So that's the second thing when he went live. I'm like, oh, something ain't right. And he said, I ain't going all. I'm like, oh man, them folk gonna go come looking for him. Now, he posted this on his social media. It's another rapper. I think he's from the West Coast or somewhere. I'm not sure where he's from. And Sauce Walker happened to be at a BET event, like some cypher for the BET Awards that's coming up. And all this took place somewhere around around there. So there was a rap dude by the name of Kid Blue. Not sure if you guys know who he is. I'm not that familiar with him. But, of course, being a culture curator, I know who he is and know of him in a very minute way. So... Evidently, Sauce Walker had ran into him right before this happened. Maybe an hour or two hours before it happened. They had gotten on, but Sauce knew who he was. I think he may have been at the BET event as well. And so the young man comments under the post with Sauce Walker put there, because everybody's under there in the uproar, like Sauce caught a body. They playing. They was even posting Sauce Walker's old records from Texas. Like, he got some old shit where it was some, I think, some homicides, some shootings. You know how this shit go. Some of that shit in his background so they were posting that oh they didn't know they were playing with a stepper and this and that right they were so the aura surrounding the incident was almost like it created some sort of fire where it validated sauce walker for like 10 hours then i seen fee from gossip in the city start to post hey hold on he was lying about that he ain't shot nobody. He ain't done nothing. He had nothing to do with that. I said, oh, here we, here we go. So it's about to come out. The internet is undefeated. So, all right. So now we're about to see what actually happened because I knew based on the phone call and based on the aura surrounding the incident that something was off, right? But I believe Sauce Walker to be a stand-up guy. So I said something happened, but it wasn't him murdering nothing. I heard academics. Academics said, well, I think he's doing this to try to help his guy with a self-defense plea. So a guy got into it with him and then shot. And then Sauce Walker bodyguard shot that dude. And so they kind of trying to get their self-defense thing. I said, okay, that maybe, maybe. But I still don't see online that being the place for that. So Gossip in the City feet. Now she come with a picture. Here's the guy running from the shooting. He got on all black. Sauce Walker ain't got black on. He ain't got no jewelry on. Here's the guy that killed somebody. So in a strange twist of events, 
the rapper Kid Blue goes under Sauce Walker Post and put the emoji of the zip your lips. And I think he's kind of clout chasing too because when he does the zip your lips, he really like, I was there. Zip your lips like no ratting. But he ended up switching that to saying, nah, I'm going to tell people what happened because you lying about that. Let's take a look at that video. It's just too much to type, so I'm going to just go out there and say it. Right before this incident happened, I just ran into Sauce Walker. He asked me for my number. We exchanged numbers. I said, yo, what are you about to get into? He said, I'm going upstairs to do the BET Cypher. Means you're going to do some freestyle stuff or BT or whatever and whatnot. Dapped him up. I left. I walked towards the spot where the incident occurred. An altercation happened between two dudes. One lost his life. It was broad daylight. And again, I had just left from seeing Sauce Walker two blocks away in the opposite direction. So I knew he was nowhere near the vicinity. Later that night when he asked me for the video, I assumed it was because he didn't want to go through like the screen recording to have to share it with someone, a friend or something, maybe show his boys. I thought he just wanted it for the sole purpose of that, just to view it or something. I did not have any idea that he was going to take that video. Okay, just so we clear the video he's speaking about is this rapper took a video of someone that was dead outside of the place he was at because he was on the scene of the person that got killed. So he took a video, and then all of a sudden, Sauce Walker hit him up. Hey, yo, send me that video. And then I believe Sauce Walker posted it to add to the validity that this actually happened. Right? Now, he made a mistake by saying in the video, don't try to rob people, bro. And this dude here on the ground is an innocent man in a strange twist of events. But let's listen to a little bit more. The whole campaign to make people believe that he is some sort of gangster or killer that someone lost their life for trying to take his jewelry. That's not what happened. That is definitely not the case at all. This guy was not a bad person, first of all. From what I heard from the family, he attended college, he was a business owner, and he was, he was a ladies man. And allegedly that's what went down, is that an angry pimp got pissed off and took this man's life. And that's who actually took his life. It had nothing to do with anything about stealing jewelry from anybody or trying to steal jewelry. In fact, before the police covered his body, this man had his own jewelry on, his own gold jewelry, his own watch and the whole nine and everything like that. So I already knew it was capped from the jump. I tried to tell you guys, it's been a long time since I exposed somebody. I've been really quiet and staying out the way. But Kid Boo is not going to sit around and do that no more. If I expose people now, it's going to be for something like this. And so I was walking, I know you're probably going to be pissed, mad at me for using my platform and my voice to help air out your fake news. But it is what it is, man. I, it's not bad, but I can't respect the integrity of a man's character for doing something like that. It's just wrong, bro. You wrote yourself your own death note with this type of stuff because don't you think that for one second, the man that lost his life, didn't you consider the fact that he has family and he has friends that's gonna want revenge? I don't know what possessed you to do that. Clout and fame is not worth that much. And to a lot of y'all other rappers that's talking all this same stuff about drilling this and killing that, stop the cap. Stop the rap cap. Stop trying to influence these kids to pick up guns and really take each other's lives. And it's more than just like us black people killing each other. It's just people in general in the culture that listen to hip hop. This gotta stop. This has gotta stop, man. So again, in a strange turn of events, you see that the outcome now has been verified so now 
what we're looking at is that someone ran up on Sauce Walker, tried to steal his chain or rob him. He got into a scuffle with him. That same dude ended up running into this young man who ended up getting killed by that same guy. But again, this was framed in such a way where the internet ran with it like he caught him a body and stood on business. One thing about a rapper bro, that make it rough, and I, I need rappers to understand this is, you the man where you from, but it feel different when you die in another town. When you die in another town, you might can't get no information on that. Everybody bag think, man, my bag can get it done. It, it might can, depending on who you is. But some of y'all rappers are dying in another town, and that's just that on that. So I don't, you know, again, fanning the flames in this culture has become a sport. The consequences attached to some of the communication or some of the rapping or some of the talking or some of the posturing by some of these guys has just been looked over. But King Blue basically like, oh, shit. This dude trying to act like he a killer. He ain't had nothing to do with it. I was there. But I do think a conversation needs to be had in the culture that all rappers ain't criminals and all criminals ain't rappers and all black people ain't criminals and all criminals ain't black people. Somewhere along the lines, they trying to almost like they wrapping the whole rap world up into this y'all the problem. And that it couldn't be further from the truth. But King Blue comes out like, yo, we not finna let you get away with that, bro. You not finna be acting like that's you. Again, for me, I think it's a little cloudy in that for him as well, where it's like, nah, I was there. People gonna wanna talk to me about this now. I can get booked for interviews and stuff now. And it's his story, so maybe he can do with that what he may. But the aura surrounding this now has started to change. Now you start to see what people call, ah, oh, Cap. Try to act like he got somebody killed, like he killed somebody. But again, when you got high-level game and you're a communicator, he never really spoke direct to that. He went in and out, vague, direct, vague, direct. So he kind of spoke around the topic and spoke directly to certain things and vague about others. So then he had to come out and post this video after, after this rapper quote unquote puts out that that he's telling a lie about what happened he then drops this because it was already some dumb that happened but the only reason why i'm even considered doing this is because i want to bring some closure and some clarification to the families and the sister of this brother that mistakenly tragically lost his life in this dumb situation for no reason and for the family having to see their family member body slain and slandered all over the internet for no mother reason but it also i also was trying to keep it so g in the situation that i didn't even want to incriminate or put the person in trouble that could have harmed my life and it took this other man's life in this situation but since all the information is already public and out now we can speak on it what happened was and what i said in the original video like i told y'all i don't know what's going on and how it went on we all trying to find out the rest of this information but what i do know is that everybody ain't going Guns kill everybody, but everybody is not scared of guns. And tragically, what happened, just like you see on my, you think a nigga make up a black eye and all this dumb what happened was I fought for my life and fought for my jury and my belongings and got me and my men about the situation and up out of there and, and, and squabbled myself out of a situation where a firearm was put in my face. Half of you, half of you motherfuckers wouldn't even fight a motherfucker with a, with a butter knife in their hand. 
and and tragically after that situation the same mother that I made this person run out from the situation from a failed failed robbery attempt ran off and ran into another man and tried to rob this man and this man did the same thing that I did because he was a black king a black warrior somebody that fought hard for whatever he had and like he had his firearm on him and he wasn't going and unfortunately in his situation he lost his life I could have lost my life as well I we both made the same uh, erratic irrational decision because we we want this we we're not going and we're trying to live and we die for what we have. So unfortunately, somebody did something stupid and a man lost his life. And I could have been that man lose his life too because I made the I'm also somebody that do stupid shit that's gonna fight for what's fight for what I have. Just like this man tried to fight for what he have, and unfortunately, this man had the quicker draw and it however whatever went on is whatever went on. And I apologize and I'm sorry for this man and his family and everything that went on, but what y'all not finna do is switch up narrative and try to make me look like a fucked up amongst my people and the people that love me like i'm out here slandering to try to get some cream or credit the clout for none of that what i spoke on is i fought and i didn't even want to speak on that but what the business that was stood on is that i fought for my life for myself and my brothers and i left with all my jewelry on his blood on my body and black on my eye that man didn't know what went on between me and that man he know what went on and what, what went down just like he know what went on and whatever else went down and just like here you know you look me in my eyes like i looked you in my eyes before i went with my mood like you went with your mood hey man i could have been laying on the ground like that last man but at the end of the day it wasn't what you was expecting just like the same thing it wasn't with him so unfortunately because somebody did something stupid and our young kings is being misled wrong to do dumb thing for for greed and fortune and money we killing ourselves and losing our lives but what the problem is is y'all looking for the mess and not the message and the rest of you caught chasing peonies out here scared because y'all putting bodies on the internet. You trying to clarify yourself. You are, you are, I slept the shit out bitch ass, boo. Let me say this too. It is important that he was able to keep his life. I think that's a blessing. But I do know when he first started speaking on it, he wasn't speaking on it like it was a situation. He didn't really know nothing about it. He just happened. He kind of spoke on it like, yo, we staying on business. And he, it is, again, it's, it's just a weird thing. It just gets slippery right there because you misrepresented what happened and you didn't clear it up. When they were saying, Sauce Walker caught a body, he caught a body, he didn't clear it up. But it's consequences for catching a body. So you don't want no fake body consequences. Like, that's somebody love ones laying there. Like, bro, I don't want no free smoke now. But again, ask yourself why he's doing that video. He's doing that video because the blogs have now started to run because a lot of these blog guys never been through nothing. They just kind of like squares. So they'll just believe whatever whatever happens and what they felt like they got tricked on this one. Like even DJ Academics. Academics don't post people on his real YouTube. Sauce Walker only go on there when it's a fight, going there, Young Thug, some wild like that. He ain't posted Sauce Walker on there. But this happened, he went right on there with the Sauce Walker sh quickly. Sauce Walker caught a body from a Negro, this, that, and the third. Matter of fact, let's look at what he, because I, I want to be clear on this and have a little brief conversation on it. You see how he go, ain't going. DJ Academics reacts to Sauce Walker going live after allegedly clapping a robber. And I only speak on that is because last week, I spoke on the Adam 22 and Joe Budden encounter and how they kind of spoke to how he titles things. And Adam even brought up academics and he said, academics don't do that. Academics say, I think academics is that fish in this pond that Joe can still look at like, I got something to do with that one. 
That's my young boy. I think academics don't look at it like that. When academics talk about a mentor, he speak about Charlemagne. And I'm not saying this to create any disdain between these individuals. I'm just identifying the information. Academics, I think, at first had a very, very, very healthy infatuation with Joe Budden. But I think when Joe left him in the water to sink and left Complex in that way, I think that changed academics. So even when Adam went on that act, come back out and take Adam's side, like talk about, man, like it's just certain things that I pay attention to, right? The savvy man probably has already said, I'll be peeping that too long. If not, we'll keep it moving. They accused Adam 22 of clickbait journalism or, oh, man, you talking about dead ops and just this whole culture of violence and things like that. An academic lives in that place. Right. So, again, I wanted to just kind of look at that. We can spend time on that next week. But back to the South Walker thing. So shortly after that encounter. Sauce Walker pulls up on Clubhouse because Kid Boo ain't stopping the little rap dude that was there. He's not stopping. He going on every platform and speaking about how he was in the environment that Sauce Walker wasn't in. The video of the dude laying there was from him, and Sauce Walker was nowhere around. So he couldn't have had nothing to do with that murder. Let's listen to a little bit of what he had to say. I would have hit up Worldstar and said, yo, delete that. That's not right. And I would have followed up with another video. I wouldn't have waited until after Kid Boo started posting shit. It's no. too late for that. No, it ain't because of no because of you. Nothing. There's too much other shit going. It's too much other shit going on. Working, what are you talking about? Working and living life and getting money off of this shit that's going on. This is out here. What are you talking, bro? You sound stupid. <clears throat> well, first of all, this is not even a situation that you're supposed to go into verbatim details on the internet anyway. All that mattered in the situation from the beginning before we knew. That you know. You know why it became my problem is because my video that I posted like like a dumbass. Because oh. I thought it had to do with something else. I had to thought it would do with somebody. Exactly. Trying to, trying to do okay, fine. Shit. There you go. Their family, their family saw your post that went up and saw all the social media sites and was like, he had nothing to do with that. This had to do with something I else. I don't have nothing to do with that. And I completely. And I, completely and I posted that on the behalf of the family. I felt. This man's, well, I don't got nothing to do with what happened to this man's life. But at the end of the day, I went through the exact same situation in the exact same instance. And it could have happened to me. And that, so, can Therefore, 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 if I, if therefore, if, and then this point blank period, before this was public information, where it's videos flying around everywhere, what all went on, I'm not gonna get on the internet and say what happened to me and what a motherfucker tried to do to me, what I'm gonna get on the internet and let them know everybody. I'm not somebody that believes in coincidences. I'm sorry, I'm not that naive. Hold on, Kid Boo, so you Nobody, hey, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Nobody believes you a clone, fool. What, what's the difference? I don't care. So what? Come on, Walker. People let me, believe, bro. Let me ask you a question, kid. Boo. Hey, so you, you don't got no money to me. To this young man's life. Man, stop. Hey, man, look up. You trying to go extra political now? We've already atoned and, and gave the blessings and the graces to this family and their life. Stop trying to go Barack Obama on here like you. That's not who you are, bro. That's, that's you don't know who I am. That's the problem, bro. That's what I'm saying. Don't let the internet fool you thinking who I am, bro. Oh, ain't no internet, bro. I just had a conversation with. See, that's the thing about me. Everybody know what it is. I mean, I'm gonna keep it all the way. I don't give a damn. I'm going, what I, bro, look here. I will all do respect to the family and everybody. Because Angela's and all that, I love everybody. I, I'm, uh, uh, mother, sadly, uh, 
fucked up and distorted this situation happened that I had to be a part of it. All I cared about cleaning the name was that ain't nobody ain't nobody takes us walking chain. Because the because in the, the the original thing of the conversation when the blog started calling, the blog started calling was asking, hey bro, what happened? Somebody said they took your chain, somebody said they Roger, we, we wanna ask you what went on before somebody said that they took your chain. I'm not gonna go on the internet and say none of that. I'm finna go in the show everybody that I got all my jewelry on. I stood on my toes, ten toes down. I, I still, I still have yet to say what professional event I was at. I don't want to put nobody up, uh, up under the bus. I said, I took, hey, ain't nobody take before the blogs come out and before the fake tabloid stories come out. Ain't nobody take cross walk with jewelry. Whatever this dude's situation, more than likely came from a situation because he previously, I don't know when, had a situation with the same individual. He ain't saying. His leg. That's Thank all I think he fun. was trying to do. And he just he Thank ain't never you. say his chain. He's just say he don't know what happened down there, but Thank somebody you. lost their life. That and, and I think the internet, oh, on, the blogs, what? listen, gang, the blogs gonna uh, do it narrated and how they want to narrate it. It is like a shade room. It's like a world star. He could have no, hold, hold on, hold on. I think the soft hit you. Hold on. In other words, the video you posted today, that video you posted today, could have got posted yesterday, bro. No. That's more incriminated before the information man, is that out. That nigga got shit going on, gang. No, Let that shit marinate. He, he posted a video to follow up with that shit. Hold on, he hold followed on, up behind you. His video followed up behind you. First of all, before this man even existed and made that dumb video, I was going to make a video clarifying the shit for the sister and the family off the drifters. Real. Really? Because I spoke to the sister. All, That's not what I heard. You, it don't matter about what you heard because this girl already got this understood. She already know. We, we, again. I can add her in. I can try to add her in. I'll let it split, bro. I'll add it, her in? I don't care, bro. This is all saying, Because, hey, kid, boy, I didn't know that you posted the, that video up, though, bro. We didn't, I didn't know you posted that stuff. That's yeah, what I'm trying to tell I, you. I, I told you that this earlier. Man, I mean, that's the, the only reason why he's connected to the situation. And I thought man, that somebody was getting robbed by somebody else. Man, you didn't even bro. Hold on, wait, 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 Getting all caught up with it until you see me make the post. You didn't even make bro, the you post. Made the post at nighttime. My post was at daytime. Make it make sense, B. Huh? Huh? Make it if you can hear you can hear it. Make it make sense, sir. Your video was at nighttime. My video was in the okay. daytime. The man got okay. shot 10 okay. minutes well, after okay. I saw well, you. Maybe, okay, well, maybe I could be wrong on that. I don't follow you or know if your shit know that, but I know for but what I know of for a fact. But you seen the video of the man's body in broad daylight. Okay, okay. You reposted it. You reposted it on your story. You don't mean you posted it just because you recorded it. You reposted it on your story. I didn't. Oh, no, 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 no. We already did. You reposted the angle of somebody who was filming from like seven floors up. And the whose body was stretched out with no blanket on it. That's for that. No, stupid. No, stupid. You was trying to change the conversation from the fact of the matter of what is going on. What's going on is you post a body on Instagram to fuck to for whatever reasons be it be it that you posted the body on Instagram. After after the fact of you after the fact of you knowing and seeing what's going on with the situation because you didn't heard what's going on because you asking about what's going on. So you, yeah, well, on you talking back. about that picture of my PTR that one? 
you jumped on you jumped on my page and left a comment and was like, yeah, bro, I was there. You jumped on my page and left a comment. Yeah, I, I said that. I said I was there with the emoji with my mouth closed. In other words, I was I was that was me hinting to you. I'm not gonna air you out. I'm gonna give you the opportunity to speak about the real shit because the way you was talking in that video was making it seem like you had something to do with this shit and you didn't. So I'm 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 like I'm gonna give it 24 hours, bro, because I like this guy and I don't think he's like that. I would like to think that you're not a piece of shit to try to get clout oh, off somebody's uh, death. I would like to think that about you because I think that you're a good person. It's my opinion on you. Yeah, bro, bro, bro. Listen, I'm just y'all just doing the most, bro. So that's why I look, bro. My next same street at the exact same time. Five minutes after the, if a nigga go for a failed mission, failed mission, you running down the street, you see somebody else say, I'm gonna go for him because oh, I didn't go for wow. him. Hey, hey, boo, you didn't say that, Man, bro. Cool. This this you, this hold on, stop. stop. Wait, 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 wait. The man, boo, see me on the scene in front of the place where the was going on at. Oh, see, he oh, came up here and said that happened eight blocks yeah, down boo, the street. You, that happened three days. He came up here and said, Hey, bro, this is going to be one of my final statements. And I literally said I saw him on Fifth Street. And then he just happened on Eighth Street. Spring is the street that happened on. What are you talking about? Yeah, spring and eighth. And springing fifth is where I saw you. Bro, three blocks down. Bro, what the bro that's not no three bed. blocks down, nothing. You walk out the door and look. We find out the man was dead directly after this happened when the police officers come and try to question it. And then we tell them we don't know. They only question people in the building, bro. They're not, and they was not questioning people. It's a fucking video on the away. internet of us in the lives. We don't know. Too, stupid. We're in the building. It's a video of us in the building after the altercation telling the laws that we don't know shit. I'm waiting for that video to come out. It's on fucking oh, chest camp for the police officer. So they can't be questioned, y'all. Yeah. Yes, nigga. This is why I'm so confident to get on the internet and not give a because I already know that I done talked to the laws and not told them because I don't know But whatever goes on the internet, the internet, fuck y'all. They can't be mad at me because I told y'all I don't know because fuck y'all. I'm not telling the laws but I'm going to tell the people what the people need to know. At the end of the day, I'm going to the people need to know this because these, these families and these people are hurting these kids need to learn. Kid but Blue, it sounds like you caught chasing, yeah, Kid Blue. I ain't gonna lie, it sounds like you caught chasing. Yeah. Playing yeah. Play yeah. Play yeah. Play yeah. 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 So, this, know, yes, man. it is, bro. Kid Blue. Yes, it is. Hold on. Bro, what, if, if anybody that's on this shit that want to see the video of me and Peso telling the laws, we don't know shit. We don't know shit. I couldn't wait for the police report to come out where they say, yo. But they ain't released that yet. I can't fucking wait. My name is Alvin <laughs> Walker Mundane. I don't give a f man. I don't give a f bro. So dumb ass okay. don't understand this. This is the same incident. A man tried to call one group of people. I, bro, it was multiple people out there. It was other people out there that had nothing to do with this. It wasn't even my crew. First of all, I, we wasn't even on it. That day. Hey, look, man, don't kill the messenger. The family asked me to uh, shed some uh, light. Bro, bro. niggas get killed every day, bro. You should thank me. Now you turn it through because you wanted to get this clout. And Sauce Walker is one of them what ignorant ass. Hold on, shut up. Bro, what clout? Sauce Walker is one of them ignorant ass. That don't have no PR team and nobody to tell me to not get on this live with you. Yeah. I'm saying, so like I am saying, is that it is like Spanish so you can read this shit. <laughs> on young Y O U N G D E J I underscore blue check young daisy the laws is in my face after i had a fight with a nigga that put a gun in my face i bet you a lot of people on this phone they never punched a nigga put a gun in their face i punched the nigga put a gun in my face and for my partners since we all gonna be right here we here i punched the, they, they draw <laughs> down the gun on me and grab my niggas 
Uh, then earlier you said I you earlier you said I had nothing to do with the altercation that went it, on in life. Period. Look, there's two. Listen, listen, bro. There's two situations. There's yours with the fight, and then there's the but guy it's from who got the killed same, outside if the building. If it's from the same, if it's from the same, whoever it's, it's on the same street, yeah. what do you? How, what makes it different besides the two different lives? It's a bunch of people's lives got risked. If somebody comes to where and do a mass shooting, I started on this corner, but I ended on the other corner. It's still the same situation, yeah. sir. Definitely. His family told me otherwise. They said that would have to do with Okay, so that's why. That's exactly I don't know why. if his family would him on his mission. If you are not involved in the situation, you should not speak on it at all. Nobody can speak on the situation if you was not there. My family hey, don't hey, make it sound hey, good. Hey, sauce. Hey, sauce. Church, look, I think that kid blue i think since you hit him up for the video he using this as an opportunity to get some clout back off there's no opportunity bro. Again, you sound stupid, i think that's what he done man you sound stupid hey man point blank p how the fuck am i wrong for punching it in the face that put a gun out on me and moving my out the way point blank too how the fuck am i wrong because i didn't want to tell the internet or the police that the situation happened Take me to jail for that. I don't give a fuck. Hey, everybody that's from the suburbs, please stop talking. I don't mean this with no disrespect. <laughs> this man, hey, bro, listen. Hey, bro, listen. This man just said everything white except for one detail. The only I'm detail just, you yeah. you write you write on the money except what for I'm one missing. thing. The only thing that you missing is that this man saw me uh, at least maybe an hour or two before the situation happened. You saw me a whole hour in my mind, at least an hour or two before the went on, bro. And after you left and went, whenever you left and went back home, or however it went, after you went home, everything that popped off and you saw whatever you saw at your front doorstep. So you hit a situation. For me, I just, again, I, I think it's just, it was misrepresented. Whether he poorly spoke or not, it was misrepresented. And uh, what he spoke about actually did happen. It just didn't happen in the way that people interpret interpreted his communication, right? So, again, I always tell y'all, listen to what people say. Same thing a couple of weeks ago we saw Angela Yee when she came out. The Breakfast Club, as you know it, is officially over, right? These words are so important because in this game that we're in, your job is to try to capitalize on a moment. I know people that sit down for, like, an hour to try to figure out the title name and like that's a real thing that's a fight even behind the scenes for creators what's the title name how many characters we got to work with what about the thumbnail like all these other things i'm not sure about intentions because i can't speak to him what i do know is fortunate for sauce he was able to keep his life move forward um unfortunate for the young man he was he was killed that day um and hopefully he cleared out let me make this point, too, about rappers going to other cities and how important it is to understand and have your head on a swivel. Number one, you die in another town. You got tough homeboys back at home, but now you're asking them to travel with guns and go handle some smoke. Or you're asking that money to be distributed in an area where these people are from and not being any backdoor activity or something to happen. And Or you need the police to investigate a murder of a rapper that they can frame as some sort of bad person based on his lyrics. I'm not sure how much police work is going into something like that unless it's a beloved rapper. So you fan the flames on some of these situations going to these other cities, dudes try to bake your cake. It's just an unfortunate situation. Like you, you here to make money. You here to put the money down. You here to pick the game up and you here to get some information and secure futures. Right. I'm looking at it like this. I right, boom, my future secured. Now I'm working on my kids. Once I get to this amount, 
you know, once I get to this amount, they future secure. Once I get to this amount, they kids, kids future secure. Once I get to this amount, they kids, kids, kids future, right? So it never stops. In closing of today's podcast, I want to tell people, have people around you that support and that are chasing dreams for themselves, right? You are the company you keep. My friend group now, not the same friend group I had when I was selling dope. I'd be a fool to still attach myself to things that don't involve themselves with things that I'm trying to involve myself with. I'm a man of information. I'm a man of prosperity. I want to go places and do things that rarely people get to do where I come from. Not afraid of change. I stand up in the face of fear. I embrace innovation. And I believe in myself. Contrary to popular belief, I take and make something out of nothing. Where we started with it wasn't fair, but what we was able to take it was a blessing. Another episode of It's Up There Podcast. I appreciate y'all coming to Patreon right now. Patreon.com, It's Up There Podcast, video, F-O-G-F-O TV on YouTube as well. Staggered like a month out. So if you want video as soon as you get out of your, you head to Patreon. Biggest podcast in history. You know the vibes. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.